11 o'clock comics episode 96 t minus four yeah or no t t t minus three david do it give us the woohoo Spike the meter with that. Yes. Very spiked. Very strong. See now I, I think you're, you're yeah, I think your your sound is going down a little bit. You're, you're now it says input level strong. Okay, good. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. No fighting this When do we fight? Well, we save it. We save it for the forum. You know what? Then, we, we, then we bring the oh, happy. Speaking of the forum, I think I think it's awesome, Vince, that, that you can you can make these these four unique, distinct voices all on your own. Because every week we see the forum. Thanks, Vince. Way to go, Vince. Great episode, Vince. <laughs> are you are you jealous? Are you je- maybe sixty-seven goddamn episodes of Around Comics? Not once did I have anyone ever go. Oh, way to go, man! You're, time. you're jealous. You're jealous. Yes, I damn right I am. I just I don't know what it is. I, oh, we should have came out on Monday. Way to go, Chris. I'm comic book Jesus. People just flock to me looking for guidance. Right, Show me the way. I got it right here, brother. Are you a woman? You're in the back. Oh. Hey, everybody. Look at this. 11 o'clock comics, episode 96. I am Vince B. Yes, I am. And uh, I have edited well over uh, well over 180 episodes of around comics not not once did i have anyone say you're the man uh, uh, and now you know what's going to happen every episode <laughs> you're going to have someone doing the mandatory chris you are the man you are the man. send <laughs> send <laughs> i love our forum it's awesome forum forum forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or yeah, good stuff going on today there but, yeah, yeah a lot of heat a lot of fire 11oclockcomics.com Click on click on the forum link. Yeah, we have other people here. Who they be? David Price. Hi. Yes. And uh, of course, uh, back again. I am Saeed Jarrah. Yes. Oh, it'd be so cool if you were Saeed. You wouldn't be yourself though. You'd I be would. somebody. You'd be somebody else. I'd be Jacob. Uh, I'm not so sure. You'd be Could somebody be. though. No, I think he's he's got a sliver of the dark dude in him. So he's not yeah. Jacob either. Did Did you watch this week? I just got done watching it before I ran uh, down here to do the show. You, what I have I, no idea what you guys are talking about. I, I know I'm gonna be lost. proven I'm gonna be proven wrong, but my theory is holding up after two episodes and that's longer than it any any theory I ever had about the show has stand up. <laughs> so that's nice. cool. Yeah. No you're not, Saeed. You are not. Your wife's still alive, you're here with us, you're not shot. You are Jason <laughs> Wood. Cute Jason Wood. That's right. Businessman, business. And it's up, all y'all? eleven o'clock. We're having fun. Big, uh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm all verklempt. It's been a while. We, we needed. I know, to, a whole week. <laughs> I know, we needed to do, I think, a, a four dude podcast for a, a little bit of a change because last week was awesome, but it, that's, oh, yeah. that's yeah. work. That's work. This, this is kind of less than work. 
Yeah, you know, it is, it is It is. kind of like cleaning up before you have company over. It, no, really. <laughs> you're yeah. right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, we had to yeah. be on our toes. I, I, I minimized the booby and the, and, the, and the butt. Oh, yeah, because comments. Ron would care. No, yeah, right. but oh, you and have congratulations to... to those guys, by the way. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah, congratulations to, uh, to those who don't know. Uh, Ron and Connor and Josh, the iFanboy guys, are getting uh, merging with uh, Graphically, uh, a new um, digital comics uh, venture that's uh, recently been started up by some very uh, well-known uh, uh, tech uh, guys, and uh, yeah, it's, it should be pretty cool. It looks pretty neat from what I understand of it so far. I'm sure we'll we'll learn more uh, as as the uh, days go on. But that's, that's pretty right. exciting stuff. Yeah. See, you know what? Out. I'm off my game. I got to shake this shit off. Ugh, shake it off. This episode of Eleven O'clock Comics. That's what I forgot. Has been sponsored by <laughs> Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Where. I'm holding my finger up, but you can't see it. In addition to the best discounts on the web for your comic books and collectibles delivered right to your door by a serviceman, yeah, from the uh, UPS uh, people, you can go to the Summit City Comic Con because they're sponsoring it. This is going to be so cool. Wait until you hear who's going to be there. May 22nd, 2010, $10 general admission. If you're an artist, you get a whole big honking table for free gratis. That means you're not going to pay anything for it. It's hosted at the Grand Wayne Center in downtown Fort Wayne. There you go. And the guest list. Oh my God. Alan Schnell, Andrew Frazier, Andy Jewett. It's a an Andy. Andy. Awesome Andy. Alt, Alt Baltazar, Ben Avery, Ben Teed. We know that dude. Yes. Chris Burnham, Dan Davis, Dave Wachter, Dave Stahl. Uh, there's so many. Let me see. I want to get some, some, uh, John, Jim Rugg, John Colsar, Wicked in the Imp, uh, Katie Cook, Kevin, uh, no yeah. One. No, uh, Me- Ke- no, Kevin Meenert, Matt oh. Gross, Matt Kent, Mike Norton, Ooh. Mike Pampanella, we know him, Nate Powell, pamp, yeah. uh, Robert Atkins, G.I. Joe, American Hero, Ryan Stegman, Steve Bryant, oh my God, Tim Seeley, Tom Seoli from Godland. What is this? Oh, wow. And, and, and that Zach Crusey guy will be there. Sweet. You gotta Zach, go. Zach, Zach is, Zach is so gonna be like me, how I was at Windy City. He's yeah, gonna be just sure. like this little uh, burst of energy that you're gonna have trouble tracking across the floor. He's just gonna be zing, 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 zing. It's I think he'll keep his pants on though. But if you can't make it to the Summit City Con, do yourself a favor, check out dcbservice.com. Don't pay retail for your books. It ain't going to happen. Super discounts, great service. dcbservice.com. There's, the D is for discount because you're not going to get better. It's awesome. You got it. And you know, um, Zach, we should mention that Zach uh, actually started a thread on the forums uh, to yeah. basically be there to answer any and all questions related to uh, DCB service for anyone that uh, – Wants to know what the deal is. Zach's going to kindly uh, just just regularly check in there and make sure that anybody that has questions, he'll he'll do his best to to track down the answers if he doesn't already have them for you. So. Our buddy Jim Nelson's going to be there. Get out, cool. Jim Heffron. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be the shit. You got to go. Word I up. wish I can go, but unfortunately, boonies of PA, baby. It's tough. That's right. It is. You guys just got running water last week. I know the cow's not going to make it down there. So, I'm gonna man. go. It's it's about a three three hour drive, three and a half hour drive for me. So we'll scoot down there. We'll have a good time. Well worth it's it. Practically like going out for a sandwich for you guys in the Midwest. Well, shit. Well, 
hey, screw you, pal. Uh, that the fact that, that half the people that are going going there as guests are from Chicago. So I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll get some sort of carpool together. Y'all should ride a party bus. You should just roll down there in a big old school bus. And just <laughs> that's, that's a, that, that is a hell that is a hell of a good idea. On bang I'm bus. I'm a, actually, the I'm Chicago a, I'm bang bus. That, so uh-huh, Dude, it'd be like no. it'll be like a mullet bus party in the front. You know, business in the back. I gotta say, this Chicago stuff, they're creeping up on New York as the place to be. Creeping up, not not quickly. Oh, but. oh, speaking of, um, Vince, yeah. you have to come to C2E2, wear a martyr. No kidding. Yep. Yep. Oh. Sucky, sucky, well, yeah, man. I'm coming, but that just, publisher. that makes it sweeter. Yep. Yep. Larry yeah, freaking martyr. I saw the, uh, I saw the artist alley list and I was like, ooh, bean world. Tell you what, if he's if I can get a sketch of him on my arm, I'll have that tattooed on me too. There you go. Chip. Dang. That's by the way, Vince, speaking of Larry Martyr, I just ordered all three Bean World uh volumes uh, I know, from, I saw that on the Twitter. From InStockTrades.com, our uh, awesome. DCB sister site. So I can't wait nice. to get them in uh, He's port. a special individual. You will love it. You yeah. you will hey, love I, I have you, good good feeling that you will love the Bean World. You nice. know what else this uh this episode of Eleven O'Clock Comics is brought by? Or brought to you by booze. Booze. That's right. That's oh, right. Yeah. Booze. Uh, wood. Talk to me. Uh, I'm drinking uh, gin and tonic, uh, Bombay Sapphire and tonic. Um, nice. I don't know. I just felt like I haven't had gin and tonic in a long time. Felt like having one. It's uh, and it's damn tasty. Little wedge of uh, lime in there too. Okay. A little, tw- little twist of lime. Very nice. Wedge. Uh, wedge of lime. Sorry. Um, okay, Mr. Alcohol Expert Vince B. <laughs> <laughs> How about yeah. You? Yingling. There you go. There you I'm, go. I'm bored. Right, regular, st- straight up yingling. Yeah, I got to finish the case before. I don't like to have more than one case in the house because, because I don't know. I just never did. So I will finish the traditional lager and I'll go out and get me some black and tan because I'm in the mood. You never know whenever you're going to drink it all and get take, all effed up. And yeah, it takes crazy. me a while. It takes me a while. Yeah. Grandpa doesn't like uh, to vibe too much. <laughs> Mr. Price, how about you? Uh, Rene, you know, dry red table wine. From France. You're just drinking it because it's named after your wife. No, it's it's a dude's name. It's just one E at the end. Ah. All right, all right. That's cool. Is it good? It is not bad. It is is indeed dry. It's my first time uh, trying it. uh, First time having one? Yeah. You know, I figured I'd... (laughs) You're all grown up now? For a little while. I'm all grown up and you all grown up. (laughs) <laughs> I'm telling you, Wood. Whenever, whenever y'all come into into town, speaking of wine, we're gonna have to go to a, an awesome steakhouse and have some uh, have some big red wine and and steak. Because well, y'all, y'all on the East Coast, apparently you don't know what a good steak is. Oh. So, so well, if you're trying to entice me to to hit click on orbits to buy that ticket for C2E2, enticing me to go and get a steak is not the way to do it, my friend. <laughs> oh, Maybe Chase, a good hamburger, Chase, right? Chase, Chase. Although taking me to Frontera would have been, which I was promised the last Dude. time I went to Chicago. Uh, <laughs> for my birthday, my parents are uh, uh, offered to take me to uh, um, uh, Temple Bampa. What? Really? What, what is that? Excited. Jumbawamba. Temple uh, Bampa. It's um, Rick Bayless's. The it's the the higher end restaurant of Rick Bayless. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it, what, like four years ago, it was uh, number one restaurant in America. Yeah. Wow. I'm very, I'm very excited. Very excited. It's like, you guys are paying, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's your birthday present. I'm like, all right. Sounds good to me. How about we um, schedule that around uh, C2E2? I mean, yeah, your your we, parents ador- adored me when they met me, so I'm sure they wouldn't oh, mind yes. if we all have to yeah. yeah. my, my mom My mom was going to like divorce my dad and shit. She's like, that oh, day, sh- shoot. Sh- 
Uh, <laughs> <Jesus>, no. <laughs> uh, let me just. We'll, we'll figure out something. I am drinking, by the way, a uh, uh, from the new Belgium brewery, a uh, 1554 enlightened black ale, and it wow. is uh, it is enlightened. It is black. It is an ale, and it is delicious. And wow. I'm going to have a second one right here. So enlightened black. So it's like it's like uh, it's like the new mutant of beers. Enlightened in black. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's it's very dark. It's it is it is definitely a black ale. Uh, it is it is it is downright tasty though. It's uh, very cool. Yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not really heavy like a, you know like a hex nut you know a super brown ale. It's uh, it's got some lighter notes to it, but it is it is delicious. Those new Belgian folks they make good beer. They make it, fat it, beer, it is it is the Ram Das of beer mm-hmm. because it's enlightened. There you go. Yeah. Three people got that one. All three. Thank you very much for that. So laughing. we we both made thank jokes you. about it being an enlightened dark beer that fell flat. <laughs> David, you want to try one? <laughs> no, I'm good. Thanks. People don't laugh at my what I have to say to begin with, so I ain't gonna add to it. But they bow uh, the altar of. of uh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's because they on their way up. But I I tell you, there is someone out there who wants to hear more uh, David A. Price, though. Who this is? The deaf I was, guy who. I've no, no. I was on the phone. The other night with a friend of the show, Mr. Dave Windorf. Oh, <laughs> I was on the phone. Oh, for- how's he doing? He's doing awesome. I was. I was. I talked to him for like three hours. Oh, that's uh, awesome. I, I, time just slips away whenever I, I, I get on with him. But he said, "Yeah, I, I love David, but you know what, dude? He doesn't talk enough for me." So, David, you you, you have orders from Mr. Windorf to speak more. So it is written. So it shall be. So yes, you can't say no to Jin or just. Well, I don't know if that's ever yeah, going to no, happen. Yeah. One step at a time. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, love, I love Dave, and I know it upsets him whenever I get negative. So, David, I'm I'm going to try mm. and stay incredibly bit. positive because I know that you hate angry Chris. Yeah, he's awesome. He is. He is. He is. He is guy. going into the studio soon to record a new album. Awesome. Yahoo! Sweet. Yahoo! Awesome. You betcha. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so anywho, no, he is. He is Monster Magnet. That every record that. He does anymore is it's a it's a solo record, but it's Monster Magnet. So, who went to the comic shop today? Uh, anyone? I did. I'm assuming you did, and Chris it, did. As the, the only reason why I ask is because we te- have a tendency to have very uh, some weeks are small, some weeks are fairly large. This yeah. week was freaking huge, and yeah. I I had no choice but to to pare it down. No what? choice. Really? I did. I pared it down. Yeah. I'm curious. So, what's your cutoff? Like, what? So, what was it? They like, were like, all right. I mean. You know, I, we, I we were talking about this on the forum about shifting to trades. Yeah, it doesn't make really make all that much sense for me to buy floppies because I'm binding them. Uh, why don't I just skip the binding phase? I mean, it would, put it this way: to bind everything I have is going to take me till uh, about a good fifteen, twenty years. Mm-hmm. Bringing in even more is just going to make it take longer. So, I, I want to for the at least for the Marvel stuff, except for Amazing and Hulk. The Hulk-related books. I'm I'm going to just shimmy on over to trades. So I left mm-hmm. Deadpool, both of them, at the okay. shop. I did not buy Daredevil, and okay. I did not buy Doom War because I figured that's limited, right? That's like an eight-issue yeah. series. Why? I didn't think it's that much. Yeah. Six or eight. Six Why not just get the trade? And instead, I bought Kick-Ass. The hardcover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Nice. With, yeah, I'll get really, in... see, you, I think you mislead people, though, when you chose the word pair. You didn't really pair it back. You just bought fewer floppies and bought another hardcover instead. <laughs> You're right. Well, that, it makes me feel better to say I paired Ah, uh, there you go. Okay. But, I mean, I I'm keeping... I'm because I just said floppies. I actually didn't mean to. I don't like that term too much either. I... I'm sorry. But sorry, that's man. what they are. They're floppies. Single, They're fragile. issues, yes. Yeah, floppies. And... What I won't do, and I, and again, I, I've gone into this a million times, I will not shortchange the indies because those are the ones that need the, the monthly infusion, like uh, like Vertigo, like Joel the Barbarian, which number two came out today, yes? Oh, they're, they're not going to cancel that, that series. But <laughs> no, well, no, but well, every little I mean, bit it's helps. Two, it's, two, it's two of eight, so I'm, I'm actually, I'm sitting on the fence on that one. That is a perfect trade candidate. Because yeah. it's well, number two of eight, well, they're not going to cancel that series. No, but so I'm Sean, just, I may just wait that out. But Sean here's Murphy's the thing, worth though. double dipping now. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That's true. And the other thing is, is uh, well, it is a Vertigo series, right? Okay, yes. so yeah. well, it's, it's, a out, but... mini, it's a Vertigo mini series. Yes. Right. But I'm saying, but Vertigo is very good at getting their trades out quickly. Whereas I was going to say with DC, um, they 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 often take their sweet time getting trades out. But Vincent, I'm glad you brought up Joe the Barbarian. I know this. I know it. You know why? Because the this, show this I do is, not know. The show is not only brought to you by DCB Service this week, and it's not only brought to you by Booze, but we have a third sponsor this week. Get out of here. Nobody told me about this. Indeed, you come to sir. The meetings, dude. Oh. Yeah, you didn't come to the meeting this week. So, believe it or not, a few weeks ago, we were, in fact, gushing about Sean Murphy's art on Joe the Barbarian 1, and you will recall that I was giddy because I secured a page of original art from uh, right. from that book, yeah. uh, and it's actually hanging framed on my man cave right now, which I do have to still take pictures of and show everybody. Um, but that regardless, so dirty man cave. It does, right? It dirty. does. It is kind of a dirty. I want pictures, by the way. I yeah, I know. Pictures yeah. of the man. Please cave. take pictures it. of your man cave for Chris. I, I will do that. I will make sure I uh, I wash down below first. Um, God. But recall that I bought the page from Sean's art dealer, uh, Mr. Paulo Belfiore, at Cadence Comic Art. That's right. So um, talked to Paulo a couple times since then because my uh, page was actually on loan at a um, at a Bergen Street Comics for a bit while they were doing a signing with Sean. And uh, he listened to our show, and he heard us talking about Joe the Barbarian. And uh, he, of course, knows Chris from around comics and, and has met him many times. And uh, he has graciously offered to uh, sponsor the show as well. Yay, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so for, uh, for folks who don't know... Um, Cadence is really one of the best places you can get original art out there. Uh, they represent and exclusively represent uh, an, an absolute boatload of artists. And uh, the cool thing about these guys is, much like DCB Service, it's actually something that we we use. I know I've bought pages from the Chris. I'm pretty sure you've bought pages from them. Right? Yep. Um, and they also rep a lot of the guys that we're not only appreciative of their artwork, but they're our buddies. They, he reps uh, Scotty Young, uh, Mike Norton, Tim Seeley, Jamal Eigel, Ryan Stegman, a um, bunch of other Chris, guys in there too. Chris Burnham, yep, Chris Jamal Burnham. Eigel, Jeremy Hahn, a bunch of great guys. Uh, uh, Nathan Over who listens, yeah. Yep, yeah. Nathan Fox. And then I know that they just added uh, David Lloyd, the uh, the uh, noted vet. And actually oh, this Ke week... Kev Kevin Mellon, because I know that Kevin's oh, listening. true, true. <laughs> and uh, this week they added their newest guy, uh, another near and dear to us, Tom G.I. Joe Origins Feaster. So... So anyway, so so the point being here is if you are interested in original art, I know I mentioned this a few weeks ago, and I'll say it again now that they, just because I, I can't stress it enough. Um, the cool thing about original art, it really is one of a kind, um, and I know that the collector bug and all of us loves to have that 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 aspect to it. But the other thing is, um, on Palo's site, not only is it super easy to use, but the stuff is really affordable. I mean, you can buy pages there for as little as you know. 
40, 50 bucks a page. Um, yeah. And of course, depending on, you know, it has pretty much whatever you want, whatever your taste, whatever your aesthetic, whatever your genre, they've got it there. And um, you find it, it's it's cadencecomicart.com. It's C A D E N C E C O M I C A R T.com. And nice. uh, check it out. It's very easy to navigate. And I really do appreciate, as I'm sure you guys do, Paolo's uh, support of us. And uh, and, and also, um, tying it back to Joe the Barbarian, uh, as of today, I believe the Joe the Barbarian. Pages for issue number two are live, and I think every time that an issue hits the stands, they will have the original pages up that day. And so if you do want those pages, I suggest you pop over there soon, because I know that uh, by the time I got my page for Joe 1, which is maybe like three or four days after the book came out, at least half the pages were gone. Oh, yeah, I I think he completely sold out of that first issue. Yeah, yeah. So so thanks to Kate. Buying, buying comic art is, I, I love doing it. I unfortunately have gotten to a point in my comic room where I don't have any more wall space, and so I have to be pretty judicious about it. Yeah. What I like about a place like Cadence is that you go there, you see the page that you want, you add it to your cart, you check out. And I, and I actually do really like their viewer. A lot of uh, original comic art sites are hard to navigate. Um, this one is very easy to see the pages, but, uh, I like, you know, I, I hate the auction for art. I actually, but I, every once in a while, I'll find something on eBay that I'm interested in and I'll do the, uh, I'll do the auction and and I hate that, but uh, I I just want a a JG Jones Jimmy Palmiotti Spider Man page. Wow, days ago, and I'm excited about that. But it, it's one of those. Hmm? I said, look at you. Yeah, it's <laughs> I I almost regretted it whenever whenever I, when it was, when it was coming to the end. It's like okay, someone want to bid one dollar more? And oh, then, the question yeah. is, did Marta regret it? Uh, but Marta's not here right now. So I'm just <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah. That's the uh, way it's done, enough. my brother. Yeah. That's yeah. The, you know, it, you know, it almost know. it almost sounds Beaming. like the vinyl toy network. We, we, sure. we have Beaming. we we have a group of people who take note of of the release dates of of certain pieces, and there will be guys watching the site, literally refreshing every couple of minutes until until it goes up live, and then all of a sudden, boom, the messages go out and it hits, and we all jump on and get it because. Vinyl toys are very much like, well, they are original art, but the numbers can get very close to the 22 pages for an original comic. I mean, they go that low, 10, 20 pieces. If you're not in, you're out. So, yeah, this is very cool. We should set up a, an original comic art network, get some, some watchdogs keeping track on when Sean Murphy's new Joe the Barbarian pages grow up, and boom, send out the, the tweet, and you're there. I, well, the, you know, I, I love buying original art and there is, there is kind of an art to doing it because, I mean, it can get incredibly expensive. Yeah. And I think Jason and I have talked about this. It's, I, I find, I find a lot of, um, excitement doing it in, in just finding the art of the people that I, I enjoy their work and it's, it's, it's pretty awesome whenever you can get a page from you know, an up and comer before they just explode in popularity. And it's like right. to be able to say, Hey, I bought that page for, you know, $70. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. you know, I've got like a, a Tony Moore Brit page that, that I bought for, for 70 bucks. And you know, I don't think that you could do that anymore with Tony's stuff. No way. Absolutely not. No yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, pretty soon we're going to be saying that about Andy Jewett and Dave Wachter and all our buddies because they're oh, going to yeah. explode. Yeah. Vince, as much of a, an art guy as you are, the original art comic pages? No. Yes, no? No? No. No. 
No, really. No, I'm, too f- that surprises me. I have, I love and hate paper. Yes. Interesting. Yes. So do you not have paper. art on your walls at home at all? Since, I like, do. Uh, I, I, yeah, I do, but I, I much, I prefer, um, the vinyl. Yeah. Okay. You, you can have a, a flood, a house, well, not a house fire, but I mean, you can have damage to your home. You gotta get, paper is gonna suffer. Uh, temperature changes, uh, humidity, that's all gonna affect paper. Nothing except heat affects vinyl. And they're, original works of art they're hand painted by master painters and yeah they're a little bit more than comic pages but i i am f- scared i'm scared jason paper scares <laughs> you said paper master da- painter <laughs> paper, paper scares me i love it but it's, it's shut way- up Vince, because i'm surrounded by freaking paper right i know but I I know, doesn't too. that scare you you have you have uh, just like your tom fowler oh my god what if anything happened to that it's paper, dude. What are you going to do to my top flower piece? <laughs> Shut up. No, yeah, but I, I appreciate original art. My God, I love it. But uh, I, and and it, the value is there. I would very much love to pay uh, X amount for an original uh, Dave Wachter or Tom Fowler or, or Mike Norton. But I'm I'm scared shitless at the prospect of losing it. Yeah. See, it's I mean, funny it's, though. I mean, I know what you're saying, but at the same time, like my. If the stuff's on the walls, I mean, really, again, the only way you're going to, I mean, God forbid, lose it is like in a fire or something. So right, you, lose I vinyl, you lose your vinyl that way, too. So I, mean. I got a pretty big bag right by the door. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, but it's crazy seeing some of the some of the prices on the stuff. It's uh, you know, Vince, I think uh, we were walking around one of the last Wizard Worlds, and we saw just a Kirby sketch. I know. It was, it was a sketch. What was the price tag on that thing? It I was, think it was like twenty five hundred, two yeah, thousand or twenty five hundred. Yeah, it was literally a sketch, and um, it was pretty big um, though. Yeah, but it wasn't even a recognizable comic character. You know what? I think I actually found out what that was. What that was a sketch for? I think that was a. Um, I think that was a costume design for a um, King Arthur or something like that. It, it was a Roman uh, character. It yeah. was. Uh, it was. Yeah, I thought it was. Lord of Light, because he did a lot of sketches, I think, for uh, Zelazny's Lord of Light. I don't know why it was it was optioned, or they were going to do a some a story for it. I don't remember the exact details, but uh, yeah, but it was a Kirby. Now, see that I may have pulled the trigger on that just to be able to touch a piece of paper crazy, that Jack. But, but you touched. think about how many pages Kirby did. I mean, there was I, it's I like I a little bladder of acid. You get you get hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I saw I saw some stat on on how many pages Kirby was turning out a year for a while yeah. there. I mean, it was it was. It was a ridiculous number of pages, something like 1,100 pages a year or something. Lots, I mean, it was, lots. It was a lot. Um, and, and think about how many pages are out there. And they all fetch a pretty pretty fair sum these days. Right. Now they do, page. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there was a day where you could probably buy Kirby pages pretty cheap. I'm thinking yep. back in the 70s, 80s that they were, that they were out true. there. Very true. Right. Yeah, but uh yeah, anything that was that was done by the king is pretty expensive. And I just you know, I I, I hope that some of the pages that I've bought are able to do that, even though that's not why I bought them at all. It's because I. But I it like is a good feeling, though, to know that you have a, a nice chunk of change on your wall that you didn't pay a chunk of change for. That that's pretty cool. When things appreciate, yeah. it's a good feeling. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, even I've got you know like weird stuff. I mean, there's yeah, yeah. Like that Nintendo, you see that Nintendo game system that uh, auctioned off for $13,000? It wasn't the game system as much as, what, the one game, right? right? 
Yeah, yeah. What's um? What? Well, I don't. I, I don't stadium had... stadium events that they're thing they uh, apparently there's only like ten of them in existence or something. Wow, that's yeah. nuts. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, this is Alicia from West Virginia. That you saw this call coming, huh? I just wanted to let you know that some of us do have running water and internet even though I have left the state for New York. I lived there for 22 years and enjoyed every one of them. So we're not all that bad. Bye. All right. David's like, we going to talk about comics here or what? Let's sit down with you. Talking about comics. Yeah, we are, man. We're so what do, you, what, what are you fools reading? I want to know. What, what's floating your boat? Your boats? Oh, man. Um, you guys go. I've been jabbing. Oh, I want to talk about I've been, some. I've been jibba jabbing. I want to talk about some manga. Let's get it over with. The Chris. Okay. I think I needed to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, this one you you would do you would do very well to investigate this one because it's done by a master, inspired by a master too. We we all know the uh, the grandeur that is 20th Century Boys. A lot of people on the forum are getting off on that, and rightly so because it's fantastic, and. Uh, when these volumes come out, I tend to focus on one story that's that I'm, I'm really into at the expense of others. Um, a story that was inspired by Tetsuan Adam by Jason's boy, Osamu Tezuka, mm-hmm. which is Astro Boy, um, and drawn and written by Naoki Urasawa, who is doing 20th Century Boy. So I kind of neglected to pick this up because I was focusing on, on 20th Century, but it's Pluto. And, and, oh, show. Oh, man. It, it's written by, as I said, Urasawa with Takashi Nagasaki, who's a co-writer who worked with Urasawa on Billy Bat, if anybody is into this. And it's also, get this, written in part by Tezuka's son. His, so his son. Tezuka-san's son. No shit. Makoto, and his name is Tezuka, which I don't know how they do it in Japanese. Why is his not name Tezuka? Why is it his surname Tezuka? I don't mm-hmm. get that. But anyway, uh, and sure. it's drawn by our man, Naoki Urasawa. I will tell you, I made a grave mistake in passing this up because it almost eclipses 20th Century Boys. The first volume was so good. Oh, my mm. God. And I'll tell you why. Here's here's the pitch, the story, the gist. Um, Europol Inspector, and I'm going to wing this name because the way it's spelled is probably not the way I'm pronouncing it. It's Jessic, I'm assuming. Inspector Jessic is sent to investigate two very high-profile and ultimately connected murder cases. Both of these involve robots in some capacity. The first, uh, a brutal dismemberment and murder of a Swiss forestry services robot called Mont Blanc. This huge, hulking robot just cut down brutally dismembered, destroyed. Uh, the second, a human death in Dusseldorf, na- and his name was Bernard Lanky, a man who was an outspoken key member in this campaign to preserve the laws pertaining to robots. So the connection is, in, in both instances, the heads of the victims uh, had been defiled by these huge makeshift horns. The robot's head was ripped from its body and, say, two girders, two I-beams were jammed in the ground and the man, a bloody mess, had had two sticks, pieces of wood just jammed into the side of his head. And, and uh, so the detective uh, is very good at what he does, obviously. So he notices 
um, and gets a lucky break, no pun intended, during a side case involving the destruction of a patrol bot named Robbie. Uh, he f- the, a videotape, a surveillance tape, caught a human being jumping from building to building, and that building that it was jumping to just so happened to be the building in which Bernard Lanky resided. So he follows the trail, uh, the lead, to a, an ultra-high-security artificial intelligence correctional facility because robots in this future time get in trouble too. Uh, this robot, his uh, name is Brow1589. He's incarcerated for the savage killing of a human being. Now, this is strictly forbidden by Article 13 of the robot laws. If you know your Isaac Asimov, robots cannot harm human beings uh, or kill them. Uh, the deranged robot not only informs Jessica of the name of the killer, Pluto, but the fact that the mysterious killer has targeted seven high-profile robots, the most advanced robots ever created for termination. Get this, of which the famed Inspector Jessic is one. He's a robot. You would never know. He, it's not a spoiler. It's part of the story. Early on, and, and in fact, the very first chapter, you find out that he's an artificial uh, human being. He's a, a construct, advanced intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Uh, the, the, um, there's this war they keep bringing up, this 39th Central Asian War. And that's the backdrop for the story. See, it, it's a murder mystery, but it, it also is little character sketches of the robots because they go through the seven targeted. The, the, the first one targeted is, his name is North Number Two, a robot who served in the war as an adjutant to the British general. And now he's relegated to the status of a butler to this elderly, uh, some would say washed up music composer named Paul Duncan. It's you get this story of this robot who desires nothing more than to repent for destroying his brothers in this war, and you have this composer who's up there in age. Uh, there's uh, word that he can't hack it anymore. He's way past his prime, and he's struggling to get this song out of out of his out of his body to get this thing committed to to paper, uh, get the tune, and it, actually, to, both of the stories dovetail. They're character pieces. Uh, you know, because despite the fact that the story is all about robots and artificial intelligence, the thing is rendered with, um, and this is unique to the Japanese. They do this in many cases. There's this overpowering tenderness to the story. It's, it's really a story of humanity. They're robots, but the emotions unleashed in some of the sections are unbelievable. They're, they're, they're heartfelt, heartbreaking. If if you do not choke up reading the story of North Number Two, which in itself could make a hell of a movie, just just this little snippet in this larger story, you, you have to be dead or extremely hard-hearted because it is unbelievably touching. I don't want to spill any beans, but hello. In in, in 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 one in one section, the old dude is trying to work out the song on the piano. He's getting so pissed off. He's he's banging on the keys, and he treats the robot like shit. How many of your people have you destroyed in that war? You're nothing but a cold-blooded killer. You know nothing about art, nothing about music. You're not even real. You're not even a human being. And the robot wants nothing more than to help this guy to atone for his sins in the war. And uh, he's wandering the the hallways of the the this guy's estate and the man is sleeping and he's humming something in his sleep and the robot catches the tune and researches it and finds out that this song was sung to the man by his mother 
uh, when he was a child, and and he he just lost track of it over time, and it freaks the guy out, and it just creates a, a rift between the two, which eventually brings them together. It's unbelievable. It's so heartfelt, so well done. Uh, and if you've read Twentieth Century Boys, you know Urasawa's art. It's impeccable. Oh, it's crazy good. He's he can render these subtle human and in this case robot emotions with amazing mm-hmm. facility. It's just staggering what this guy can do with with facial features and body language. It, it's it's nuts. Uh, there's a page that uh, brings up that image of the Challenger the, uh, accident. It, it'll break your heart. It will. It's just uh, uh, amazing. But like I said. Mm-hmm. The Japanese do have a tendency to humanize the machine. Uh, Tezuka did it in Tetsuan Adam. Uh, Masamuni Shiro, you've seen Ghosts in the Shell? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh huh, sure. Neon Genesis uh, Evangelion, uh, Gigantor. They, they, they inject. They may be working with artificial life, but that's not a hindrance to them. They always yeah. find a way to humanize it and bring it back home and ultimately tell hu- stories about the human condition in the f- guise of robotics. It's incredible. You, you, ne- uh, you need to read Pluto. You, you really do. I, I know. I, I, I cannot stress that enough. Chris, this is the one for you, I think. Yeah, I think so. Well, I really well, I will do. Say, um I haven't read it yet, Vince, but I do have the first few volumes, and mm-hmm. I have looked through the, the the first volume when I got it. We got it for Christmas, and uh, it's ridiculously gorgeous. But I started Twentieth Century Boys too because you, my boys uh, on the show, had sent me a few volumes of that, so I started reading that first. But um, but I, I really am. Uh, I, I I suspect it's going to be amazing when I do read it. And a couple of the things I think because I know people kind of, I know people often get. Um, uh, put off by how long uh, manga can be in terms of yeah. know, a big investment but pluto um, i mean it's 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 uh, it's uh, not it's not it, that long it, it, it cracks me up whenever you say that whatever spider-man's been going for you know right years yeah oh, look, yeah, at, look but, at chris but, no, coming but, over to our side yeah, look at that. Yeah. no i, I no, it's, no I, I think i think 90% of manga is rubbish but that that's a ridiculous <laughs> argument we had him like sand through the hourglass. Sure, um, but but the good thing, as I was about this one, is it's actually not that long. It's already already wrapped up in Japan. It was uh, it was I believe um, sixty five volumes in Japan, which would be about what uh, nine nine volumes here once in the collected version. Um, so right, cause there's it, seven there's seven robots targeted, and if you know yeah. your your uh, Tetsuan Adam, how many powers did uh, Astro Boy have? Seven. See. Well, and I think it's important for people that maybe are familiar with Astro Boy to know that this is really very much a, a direct reinterpretation of of that st- of Urasawa's interpretation of of the greatest uh, robot of Earth, which is uh, probably the most famous component of Astro Boy's. Right, um, but so I wouldn't say direct because Astro Boy is not he, he is a featured character, but it's not a story about Astro Boy. No, but I mean, all of uh, pretty much all the characters are now. Granted, I haven't read it yet, but my understanding is like Adam's in it, Neuron, right? And I mean, all they're Doctor O, they're all in the book, right? I mean, it's basically mm. he, he, he. My understanding is that Urasawa has changed the focus of the book to be more of a almost a noir murder mystery. So he's it made Gessick, right. he's made yeah. Gessick sort of the central protagonist now. But it's effectively it would almost be like if you were just looking at that same story from the view of of Jessic as the main character right. versus. But it, yeah, it, I can't wait to dig into it. But now maybe oh, I'll speed up my yeah. It's insane. There's uh, the the robots don't look with the exception of Jessic. The the robots featured in here don't look human. The 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 wife of the destroyed patrol robot looks like 
a 1950s Japanese tin robot, but she wears an apron mm-hmm. and she does things around the house. And uh, Jessic brings her her destroyed husband's memory chip, and he he wants to check it out with her first. And he she, uh, he inserts the memory chip. See, I I, I can't get into it because it's mm-hmm. you have to read it. It's incredibly yeah. touching. I'm it I'm Italian. I'm I'm Sicilian, but I'm a big softy. I don't want to get into it. It, it. it there's it's very touching. It really is. Uh, there's a lot of heart in this in this story. It's Sweet. it's impeccable. It's incredible. It really is. The art, Chris, mix Jack Davis with a little bit of Ernie Cologne and a lot of Urasawa's traditional style, and that's what you'll get. It's it's a cut above. It's wonderful. Amazing. It's amazing wow. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Nice. How many anyway. ways can you say great? I'm going to pull out the <laughs> uh, the the dictionary here. And, hey, and thesaurus. I do, I do. Um, yeah, and there's a robot in here with children. <laughs> it's nuts. It's really crazy. You you got to read it. Well worth the money. I will say it's a stronger start than 20th Century Boys. The first volume, while it sent me flying, did not do as much to me emotionally as Pluto Volume One. Amazing. Yeah, it seems like a lot of epic comic runs have a tendency when people look back on them to suggest that they have slow starts. I mean, we've talked about that with fables, right? And, and yeah. I know that I, I had read uh, the first read of a hundred bullets a long time ago and it didn't grab me. And then I went back and read the first three and, and like that second one, if I would say that the second one, if that doesn't rope you in, you're probably not, but, but once, but that second one, like that drew me in. I was like, Holy shit. Now I'm done. Now I'm trying to pull a Chris. And that's actually been what I've been reading most of this week is, is hundred bullets. Um, oh, through the so first four, I just finished it's the fourth one. I'm the, really, the, really the, the fifth one, the counterfeit detective uh-huh. that will, you're, you're going to be like, okay, there is no greater comic book that has ever been written. <laughs> wow, well, I'm, I don't I'm know about that. Probably next this week. Is, uh, oh, yeah. so no, no. Well, then, th- let me put it this way: if if you skew towards uh, being a fan of crime comics and right. conspiracy and just these multi-layered, you know, web of intrigue type stuff. It is awesome. It's right. yeah. that's my problem. I I don't skew that way. No, because I, no. for for as much as you bring up Queen and Country, and I do respect the creators and the book for being very well done, it just leaves me cold. I can't get into it. Sure, I, I've sure. I've read it, and it, it's just it, it's it's like a different language to me. Well, dude, that is actually. Uh, an amazing segue to something that I wanted to bring up. It's a concept I wanted us to discuss, and I didn't want all to. Right. I didn't want to preempt all you guys with this one because I figured it'd be interesting just to sort of hear what comes out of uh, fresh off of our minds. Um, what you just said about how you recognize the quality of the work, but it just doesn't resonate with you. Right. That is central to something that I read last week that we didn't get a chance to do because Ron jumped on with us and we talked about other stuff. But um, <laughs> I think is really – and and I alluded to this on Twitter two weeks ago. I said that there was something I read that's a well, widely held classic. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I yes. read it oh. and it wasn't for me. And I wanted to bring it up in this context because before I say what it is, I want to say that – a lot of times we and and really anybody that reviews things and we we really do I think try more than a lot of folks to explain why we feel the way we do about books but it, but there are times when not you know one of us will just make a snide remark or say I didn't like it or and I think some people may interpret a lot of times when you say you don't like something to mean that um, you think it's in, the, in like the case of comics that you think it's either bad art 
bad storytelling or some major flaw in the work that you, you had a problem with. And, and often I think that's not really the case. And this is a perfect example of that. What I read is widely held to be a classic. It's something I know one of my co-hosts adores, uh, if, if not two of them. Um, and it's, all, it's also something that <laughs> before I say what it is, I want to express – I'll say why I didn't like it after I say what it is. But before I say what it is, I want to say that – Having read it, I don't want this to be misconstrued as a criticism of the man who wrote it, his craft, or that this book was clearly, as I read the book, I completely understood why so many people would think so highly of the work. Uh, it, it's beautiful. It's expressive. Um, it, it, the story was completely valid. It's just that for the reasons that I'll get into, I didn't really care for it. And that was Box Office Poison. Mm. Oh, okay. Ah. Yeah. By Alex Robinson. Um, and I wanted to bring it up in this context because, again, I don't want people to say, oh, you did. I, I, I read the book from start to finish. Chris was kind enough to send me it. He knew I hadn't read it. Uh, he had sent me it um, for Christmas. I read the entire thing. So you hated my it. Christmas present. That's no, no, no. Well, he wanted to tell you before no, you no. sent him, like, two books no, be forgotten no, no, no. or something. See, that's the thing. I don't want people to I, – I read – first of all, it's a huge – I mean, I, I don't even know you how many God sent Jason tricked, whatever no, you no, do. It's, it's, a hundred, it's hundreds of pages. I don't even know how many pages. But I read the entire thing. Probably in the course of two or three days, it was a very fast read. So obviously, I did, it wasn't like, oh, I can't read. Um, what I, this is why I want to bring this up. I, I, I totally get – I've heard you talk about it, Chris. I've heard other people talk about it. I've heard you talk to Alex about it. I totally appreciate it for what it was, and I understand. But I didn't like it personally because of the fact that, again, it gets right back to what Vince was saying. I didn't care for the subject matter. I, 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 I didn't care for the – you would agree with me that Alex's work is character driven, right? I mean, it's ultimately oh, his work, oh, right? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. the issue. I, and I would compare this to when we talked way back in that when Sal was on with us way back in the day, and we talked about local. I didn't care for local as much as most, and I didn't care for this as much as most for the exact same reason. I thought a lot about why didn't this resonate with me. And at first, I thought, is it because of it's? It's not that I don't like slice of life stuff. I, there's plenty of slice of life work. I, you know, I know, I, you know, I love Lemire. You know, I love Kent. Sure, but for me. Uh, this was a very personal dis distaste for the work because I just couldn't care about any of the characters because I think they are so realistic and I genu generally in my life have not befriended or cared for people that are like those people in the book. Um, the, the book is very much, it's like the movie Singles, right? It's, it's very much about people in their early 20s that really have no direction, which I know is the case for many, many people, and I am friends with some of them, and I know people, and maybe some of you were like that when you were in your early 20s. But no. just my, my personal life experience is not informed by that at all. I, I, I was, when my mid-20s, I was already on a very clear career path. I was very seriously involved with a woman who's now my wife. I So I read this and I, I just, every one of these got characters are just thinking like, make a fucking choice. Like, decide what you want to do with your life and fucking do it. Like, stop wasting your years meandering about in this fucking bookstore and trying to do these things and you not know, like, and, and, and I realize that that's like, that's real life for a lot of people. But as oh, I yeah. read it, I just, I get incensed and think, fucking take control of your life. And, and I you, think. Did you notice that the character types are very much in tune with the length of the book? Um, well, so what do you mean? They, they, it's a, it's a huge honk and tome. It, it, yeah. it meanders forever. And that's, 
very much like the character types. They can't make a decision. They can't come to a a, a beachhead and and just take the thing by the horns and and go. That's what that's. I think that's the problem with the story. It just goes on friggin' forever. Oh, and that's the thing. And I thought maybe I'd get some redemption at the end, you know. And and I don't feel like. And actually, that's kind of I think was the was the cherry on top Boy, for me yeah. because. Because at the end, we get somewhat of a – I don't want to get – if people haven't read but we get somewhat of a happy ending for one of the characters who yeah. who was one of the central characters. But even that, though, he sort of lucked into it. Like he didn't really do what he wanted. He, he had something happen to him, and as a result, it set him up for this path, which ultimately is somewhat of a happy path. But he didn't really drive himself there. The events sort of led him to this path where he kind of said, you know, now and it put him in a happy place. And, um, you know, and that may sound a little vague because I'm trying to avoid the giving how away many, the climax. How many people in life do you know like that, though? Yeah, and I, that's the thing. I, I'm, it, that's why I can understand. Like, I, Alex is clearly writing about real life experiences. It's just that, to be honest with you, I don't like – it's clear to me now after reading this and local and, and even, as I think, to some other mediums, movies, I don't care so much about – reading getting glimpses into those types of people's lives because i guess i've gone out of my way to not be one of those people if that makes it, sense well you know it, it's kind of <laughs> and i'm not talking about uh bop as much as um sometimes it's hard to garner entertainment from the unentertaining yeah that's very well said very very well said it's every reality um, but, show but on television. Question, yeah. yeah, but but I but I, I didn't want this to just come out and me say oh, I didn't. I I would like to hear your guys' no, thoughts as cool. Is to number one, what you just said, Chris. I agree with, but then so but clearly you've gotten entertainment out of it. So I'd like to hear that. But also I'd love to hear all of you guys. Um, and and that's why I said Vince made a great allusion to it. Uh, can you think of some works off the top of your head that you've read? You know, completed, but but just didn't resonate for you for similar reasons. You recognize oh, yeah. the craft. Yeah. But you just, for whatever reason, be it genre or the characterization or the plot, just just put you off, and you say this isn't my thing. Even I mean, it could be anything. You know, I mean, I heard someone the other day say that Watchmen wasn't their thing, and and that baffles me. Yeah. But I, you know, hey, it's it's their choice. So so I'm just curious because again, this was not a criticism of the work for the work. Like I don't, I, I didn't. It's not like oh, I don't like the guy's art. It's not like oh, I, I he can't tell a story. Clearly, he could. It's just that I didn't care for the story he told. It's like, you know, Driving Miss Daisy won the Best Picture. But it wasn't my kind of story, you know what I mean? Right. So it's that's really You're what right. it's more about. Yeah, you know, I think some of the I've had I've had a few of those a few of those books where I've picked them up and I've tried to read it and I'm it, it just doesn't work with me. And I've set stuff aside for I mean literally years, mm -hmm. and then picked it up again. And I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Mm -hmm. It's, um, I'm trying to look on my, you know, the Adventures of Luther Arkwright was one of those. Mm -hmm. I had tried yeah. to read that at one point and I set it down and it's like, this makes absolutely no fucking sense to me <laughs> in the world. Right. And I'm, I don't have, I don't have the, the, the time nor energy to try and decipher this. Then, um, due to, Tom Caters, his, his urging. I, I read it again, and it, it opened up to me. So, so, so sometimes you just have to be in the right place. I mean, you may you may read BOP again in. 15 years and it may open up to you and read sure. very differently well, and i thought of that i actually thought under what scenario and and you're right i i thought you know maybe i have three sons right they're all going to be different they're all, maybe i'm maybe one of them is going to be directionless right and and not going to know what he wants to do with like maybe i'm going to 
pull this back out and read it because I'm, as a father, trying to find a way to sort of identify with what he's going through because it's not the way I'm wired, and I'll read it then and it'll be profound. Maybe that's yeah. a great analogy. Maybe that's the case. Like the, there are. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're fetching out. Bollocks. How about you, David? Bollocks. Oh, man. Um, I have series I think I've started and have felt no real urgency to get back to. I, I'm trying to think of if, if I finish something, it's because I, I enjoyed it enough to finish it. So I don't, I mean, you know, you, you did go through the entire book and, and, you know, if you felt this way about the characters halfway through, you could have just put it down and said, you know what, maybe this isn't for me, but, but, but you did finish it. And from when I see things like that, there's gotta be something there that, makes me want to finish it, whether it's, you know, I want to see, depending on the character, something bad happen to them or, or see if someone turns their life around. So I, I, I'm looking around thinking about books that I have have either had no real desire to continue. And, and the only one that's really jumping out at me, I, I read the first Omnibus and, and I have no idea what number they're up to now and, and Matt Kramer's gonna kill me, but I think it's Starman. I, I really just, I, I don't know okay. what it is. I, 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 I have an attachment to, uh, somewhat, thanks to All-Star Squadron, to, to, to the original, the, the, the Earth 2 Starman and, and, and I wanted to like this and, and, you know, I don't, but with that, I don't know if it's the characters really, or if it, or, or if it maybe is James Robinson. There hasn't been an awful lot from Robinson that I've, I've really thought was was the greatest thing ever. So I don't know if it's really a, a character thing with me, or if it's more of a creator thing where mm. I just uh, Kirkman's another one. You know, I just I don't know what it is. Except for Invincible, there's really not a whole lot from Kirkman that I've read where I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, there's somebody I got to keep. Really, an eye you on. don't read Walking Dead. I do not. I read the first trade. Actually, I gave Neil, my stepson, left with three trades when he came over for Christmas. The two-volume New Frontier and the first-volume trade of uh, of The Walking Dead, figuring hopefully somebody can, can enjoy The Walking Dead trade. Wow. Am I still staticky? No. No, you're good. That's- so Okay, so there's another one then. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Okay, and maybe that, even why the last man? That's another. I don't. I, oh, okay. But but you know what? Why the last man started great, it ended great. There's a lot of bullshit in the middle. Okay, but <laughs> do we do we really have to identify with characters in a work of fiction? To no, 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 because no. why we read comic books? I right. will. Say, I will say in terms of ooh, I don't know. In, in terms of novels, though, Dune was amazingly difficult for me to crack. I okay. I started Dune at, at least ten times, <laughs> and and once you get through the uh, the trials and 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 the prophecies, and then the, when, once the story starts kicking in, it was a lot easier going. But I will say, Paul Atreides is not a very likable character, and no. there, there's really not much to identify with the, a messiah. So, mm-hmm. but still, I still read it, but I have to and enjoyed it and 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 loved Dune. But I have to agree with Jason. Box office poison was a very big disappointment for me. Oh wow! Incredibly big yeah. because I, I've I've heard the hubbub and I, I I'll agree with Jason again. It's well crafted. It's the drawing. I I appreciated it and enjoyed it. I did not click with any of the characters. Did not care one whit about their 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 trials and tribulations. Do, do you think that maybe it had um it it was such an indie darling book. 
and I hate calling it that, but mm-hmm. it, it was it, before the big tome uh, of the the graphic novel, quote unquote. I mean, it was it was a an ongoing series. Do you think it was right. something no. that 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 built up a certain amount of of reputation? I don't know. Maybe it was Jason. But you know me. I can shut shit off when I go into. Uh, a work of art. I I don't bring the preconceptions with me, okay. in most in most cases. Like with something like Siege, I'm dragging them along because I I'm hoping it's going to be great. <laughs> you, but, can, you know so what? Um, it, it's a great question, Chris. And I I have said many times that I that in all forms of art, um, I, I can be affected by my own expectations for it. Like I like I, I mentioned to you guys on in our chats this week that I I watched GI Joe the movie and enjoyed the hell out of it. Because again, I went in expecting it to be horrible, you know. So I didn't. Yeah, same here. The bar was, yeah, the bar was low. Um, but in this case, and it's a fair question, I actually don't think that was the case. Because again, um, certainly I knew it by reputation as being a, a a well-received work. But to be honest with you, I had no idea what it was about. I mean, I knew it was it was it was a character-driven slice of life type of thing, but I had no concept at all what the book was about. In fact, to be honest with you. I assumed it was guys that worked in a movie theater all these years. I just, just <laughs> the name. Like I, I, no, I, I mean, I didn't know. So, um, so I, I really went into it completely open to whatever it would be. And again, it, I, I honestly think this in this particular case, it's solely about the fact that it's not about uh, Vincent. Should, does it, to me, it's not about do you need to identify with characters because, as David says, how do I identify with Wolverine or Superman? Spider-Man, right, but because yeah. hey, right, right. I'm short. I'm really fucking hairy. Well, you identify with Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I drink beer. I'm hey, smooth and, and tall like but, that. And, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh snap. Um, I, yeah, hey, I gave off cell phones. Um, but but what I'm saying is 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 it's not do I identify with them. It's um, do I care about them. And there are in some there capacity, are, yeah. It, there is in many works of fiction, particularly comics, the characters are interesting because not necessarily even because of their their personalities, but because of the circumstance or the plot or the setting. There's something about the what what the, the, what are the be, what are the best villains? They're Doctor, the ones that you can empathize with, right? Uh-huh. Doctor Doom. Yeah, to an extent, I'll, I'll give you that. But but in this case, it seems that every one of the characters in this book. I actually could identify with it within the sense that I know or have known people like it, and I've and generally like not it. liked them. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's the same issue I had with people. I didn't care for her. I forget her name now because it's been a while. But but the 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 you know the 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 one who's in all twelve issues and it's sort of her her journey. I didn't care for her because I've known women like that, and I think I I have no I, I they bother me. I, Indes- I, I, indecisiveness kills me. It, that's exactly right. Yeah, and this was it, a really about indecision and again i get that for a lot of people out there and maybe this is why it's so well loved a lot of people don't know what the hell they want to do with their lives especially coming out of college i get that but for me personally it it made it hard for me to appreciate it because i it's i it, so it was actually a case of i not i didn't have anyone to identify with i in fact identified with them and they're not people i generally care to to look into their lives i'll throw another one on the pile and it's it's one of those that were widely regarded as uh, an instant classic and an indie darling. Blankets. I totally did not get blankets. I haven't finished really? it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm maybe 50 or so pages into it. I, I And, well, I, I haven't finished that. And, and getting back to the prose book, I keep picking it up and putting it back down. I can't get through Cavalier and Clay. Ooh. 
Me either. Now, now that's tried, true. I was going to say, I, I, that is a book that I have not uh, finished. I, that's a, and, and you're right. Uh, I, David, you 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 made a point that I've actually read all of the book, you know, Box Office Poison, which instead of just stopping. And you're right. In often, especially with prose novels, I will do that if if I yeah. start a book. Like uh, one, actually, I was just uh, my my wife is starting to read it. So I, the corrections by Jonathan Franzen was very much a absolute, you know, book book nerd, you know, uh, darling book when it came out. It was one of those books that all the uh, illiterati in the New York, oh, you got it. And so I, you know, I said, oh, this could be interesting. And I could, I've I've tried to read it three times and just can't. Just I can't get into it, um, and that's another one, Cavalier and Clay. Yeah, I just have never finished it. It just it does not grab me for whatever reason. I uh, wow. Now um, there are. I'm sorry, Vince. The, no, I just are, let's go. go ahead. No, 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 it's no big deal. Because <laughs> because this isn't. I don't. I don't know if this this actually. I don't. I don't know if this counts because it always counts with you, David. We we, we, we talk about it enough times, and and I giggle every time I bring it up. Yeah, thank you. And I stuck with it, and you know why I stuck with it. Oh, here we go. Writer, and, I, and it gets back to a writer I just mentioned, but... Oh, you're so small. I am. <laughs> I was falling petty, and, and I... But I stuck through it. But is it something that I, I'll go back and read? Not anytime soon. I have okay. all 12 issues. I'm in no rush to go back to read the, the, the Irredeemable Man. <laughs> I knew I, it was coming. Uh, I did. And so, I, you know... I, this is love. When you can know something about somebody before it comes e- out of their That's mouth, true. you know I'm what they're going to say. I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I'm surprised I'm I knew surprised, it. I'm surprised you didn't say it before. But yeah. Because it ain't my gig. You were the one who was speaking. I'm not going to hold on Now, Vince, on you. I believe, is it fair to say that Strangers in Paradise is that for you as well? Yep, very much so. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, love the art. I, I think he's an amazing draftsman and sexy women uh, with flaws, which was really good. Like they're not, they're not uh, supermodel perfect. The, you know, uh, the they're chubby. Real. Yes, uh, the story. I, I just did not care one whit. Right, and, see, and that's the funny thing, right? That's what I'm saying. Why it's such a personal thing? Because as you know, I adore Strangers in Paradise, and like much like Box Office Poison, I read it all in its entirety in a matter of a few. Well, that took longer than two or three days, but I read the you know I read all six uh, phone books straight through in the matter of like a month, month and a half after the series had completed. So I, it was a similar experience, and I didn't much like this. I didn't have any preconceptions about this bat. In fact, again, I went into it thinking it was going to be much more of a straight up uh, you know soap opera type of romance, and and it wasn't. And I adored that, but yet. This it, so it is such a personal thing, and, and it's uh, like what's his name, David in in Strangers in Paradise. Yeah, it's like just go for it. What, what do you have to lose? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, well, and and it's not just slice of life because you brought up blankets. I actually did think blankets was okay, but I know like Fun Home by Alison Bechdel. I mean, talk about I, I don't know oh. that I can really identify with a uh, you know a a a lesbian. I mean, the book is about a lesbian woman living in a very sad home. You know, funeral home with her closeted gay father, and you know, I, I, I don't know that I have any really way to identify with any of that, but I enjoyed that book for what it was. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't no, no, that. No. Did, did did you did you enjoy it? Uh, I appreciated it. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. Jo- jo- it, right. Josh Flanagan described Fun Home the, the it was the best description of that book I've ever heard. I liked it. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But again, I would still uh, yeah. characterize that differently than I did Box Office Poison, because well, I guess maybe because like the, the, the no, maybe because the characters on Fun Home yeah. were, were 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 odd to me. So like I, I but I that kind of was maybe the little so it was a little bit captivating. Like I guess the thing about Box Office Poison is to me that all the all the characters are just very ordinary people. Like they're just very. But that like, could work though. 
Yeah. It could, I guess, but again, if you're going to have ordinary people, you need something else extraordinary to, to at least for me, to really make me enjoy the work, you know, or, or, or want to. Yeah. You know, um, it's, you know, I, I talked to my wife about this and she actually, she read Box Office Poison and really enjoyed it. It's one of the very few comics that, right. that she yeah, I know read you that, 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 yeah. that she enjoys, uh, or that she has enjoyed. Uh, one of the reasons that she liked it is that it didn't have anything uh, of, of the fantastic mm-hmm. in there, and that's her major beef with comics. Is that you know why do they always have to you know throw in some you know ridiculous bullshit at the end, or you know mm-hmm. why does why can't this guy just be normal? Why does he have to be able to you know read people's fingerprints or whatever? You know, it's she she wants to read comics that there is nothing special about the people in there uh, that they're just people so you know i i I think that that's that's maybe something to what we've become so um desensitized to what is uh amazing about the characters in comics Um, sure um, I got into a conversation with Rucka about this, and his, <laughs> and, oh, hush. Bing. Um, Bing. and why, why he's writing, no, and I think this is relevant to what we're talking about, so fuck you guys. Um, um, he, what he was talking about, why he's writing Stumptown, is that he is, he is at his wits end with uh with pi stories on tv and comics and basically in any in any media that they can't just tell a pi story there always has to be this little gimmick they have to be right, like a, a psychic or you know or add like with monk right or yeah or, that there's yeah, always has to post. be the gimmick that you know there can't just be a good detective out there any anywhere and you know and he grew up you know loving the rockford files and magnum and 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 all that stuff so that's one of that is his big inspiration for doing stumptown is that it she's just she's just a pi she doesn't have you know uh, precognitive abilities no she's mm-hmm. just a fucked up person who's a detective um and, and i think i think that we get so desensitized to 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 that you know the fantastic element that every comic yeah. has to have you know something way out of the 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 realm of normalcy for us to mm-hmm. to, to be entertained by it so and i'm not you know saying what? that that that's wrong on your part that's just sure. kind of how we are as comic fans sometimes well again though the thing like as i read uh, sometime i've only has the third issue come out i've read the first two and i've thought that they've been great especially no, the third the second issue. Yeah. yeah okay uh the, no, um, the, the just second issue okay but con- again comparing contrasting that to to bop is that um as i think about that like dex she's fucked up and like she's but she makes choices that's yeah. really what it comes oh, yeah, to. Be. Yeah, I know. What you're like, they're all like they don't make choices. Like they just yeah. let life happen to them, and it's like make some choices. Like even if you make the most fucking horrible choice that just ruins your life, at least you're making a choice. You've, yeah. you're, you're 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 just you're just choose your own path. I guess that's what it's about. Like choose your own path. Choose your yeah. own adventure. Yeah. yeah exactly. Turn turn to page forty eight. Yeah. Yes. Yo, De- De- Dex, she does make decisions, doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's up to down. Oh, usually the wrong one. Hey, 11 O'Clock Comics. This is uh, Patrick Scullin. I'm uh, Master Conrad on the forums and uh, Super Siblings on Twitter. Just wanted to say I'm really enjoying these, these episodes lately. They've been a lot of fun. Um, it was a lot of fun with uh, 
was just listening to the one with your guest from iFanboy. And, um, of course, the ones with uh, Chris and his rant. Um, I've been listening to uh, Vince and David since the very beginning, way back with Bulletin, Bulletin and uh, just uh, really enjoy your guys' insight. Exposed me to a lot of great material, and uh, I love joining the conversation on Twitter sometimes when I catch up with you guys. So, good job. Uh, by the way, I wanted to mention, I loved your discussion on the iPad and its effect on comics. A lot of interesting things and possibilities there. Um, of course, for me myself, I've been thinking a lot about how to work that into the comics that I do, um, the uh, SuperSiblingsComics.com. But uh, anyways, thanks, guys. And my shameless plug, talk to you later. I want to talk about something that did click with me briefly because it's something that I think all of our listeners should be aware of. Okay? Bring it. Real quick. You guys know. You guys know my love of McSweeney's quarterly concern. Mm -hmm. Have you seen issue 33? Uh, right after I've, I see issues one through thirty-two, I'll let oh you know. my god, it is! It comes in a specially designed Ziploc bag. Oh my it, god! It, no, listen to this. It is a mock Sunday newspaper with oh. all the sections, the comic pages, the tipped-in magazines. Listen to who contributed to this thing: Michael Shaban, Stephen King, uh, Miranda July. James Franco, let's see some other. Art Spiegelman, Chris Ware, Dan Klaus, Jessica, Jessica Abel, David Chang, Allison Bechdel, Adrian Tomine, uh, there's a, a ton of people, but there's a news section. As with every Sunday newspaper, you have your art sections and your, your little panorama books and your sports section. The comic section, you have to see this thing. It, it's incredible. Let me get it. Full page, and this is this is comic newspaper comic section size pages. So you have a full page of Dan Klaus, Gabriel Bell, Ivan Brunetti, Art Spiegelman, Adrian Tomine, Ian Hubert, Chris Ware, Kim Deitch, Seth. Get this. This is the one that really fried my ass. Two two giant size Sunday comic size pages of Eric Larson Savage Dragon. Oh. Really? oh my God! He's huge. It's so big. Huge. It is, and it's it just and it fits his style. It's big. It's bold. It's in your face. He's got a Kirby hand coming at you with Savage Dragon punching through glass. It's awesome. My God. Uh, who else? Jessica Abel. Chris Ware did a cardboard. You know how Chris, if you've ever read uh, Acme Novelty, he likes to do these cut out fold out mechanical drawings that turn into something with a little bit of effort on, on our part there's a rocket ship diorama in here drawn Sweet. yes by chris ware and on the back of it it's chris ware comics you get a poster a poster where, where is it here i'll find it be somewhere done by the artist of orkstein it's of oh cool yes the san francisco 49ers i don't know it's it's some some I think it's the quarterback or whatever from the San Francisco 49ers. But it's it's done by James Stokoe. It's, and it's huge and beautiful. This, all this stuff, oh, my God, I'm getting out of here. All this stuff, hundred and I think it, it translates to 300 and some pages, uh, 115 by 22 full-color newspaper of 100 pages. 
uh, 16-page oversized comic section, one magazine at 100-plus pages, one book section at 90-plus pages, 300 and some pages, 16 bucks. You can get it on Amazon for wow. $10. It will keep you awesome. reading for the entire month. You get indie comics creators, the best writers out there. Stephen King. Stephen King is in here. He does cool. something on the the World Series 2009, Yankees versus Phillies. There's, It's illustrated, and the text is by Stephen King. Oh, well, he's a Red Sox fan, so I'm sure it was it's unbelievable. real favorable of the Yankees. you got to see the James Stokoe image. If if you've seen Orkstein, you know the complexity that this guy can get into. Unbelievable. Carnage. Just football players in helmets flying all over the place. Uh, 49ers, whatever that that team is, San Francisco. Because it, <laughs> it, it jibes with the, the whole gist of the newspaper, which is a panorama of San Francisco. It's awesome. I can't tell you how nice this is. Especially there's mock ads in it, real ads, and journalism, mm-hmm. fiction, nonfiction, book reviews, album reviews, music things. There's a, a poster that does a graphic interpretation of the San Francisco music scene in a in a like a pie chart. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. Go get it. Go get it. And it weighs oh, about cool. it weighs about five pounds. I'm not kidding. Dang. McSweeney's number thirty three. That's all I'll say. But I thought I, I just saw the comic section. It's it's the icing on the cake because I love McSweeney's. I love the it's a literary journal and it's always well done. And they 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 try different publishing uh, schemes with each issue. Some fold out, some are double folds. They had one issue that was looked like a stack of mail. This is designed to look like a Sunday newspaper, and it does it extremely well. If every Sunday newspaper was like this, I'd have stacks and stacks of paper in my house. Crossword puzzles, nuts. Go get it. <laughs> That's, bananas. That's, that's it is bananas, it and is. it's McSweeney's. I love it. And here's the bag. Can you hear it? Yeah. I that's can. The bag. Yes. Sir. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Word. Get a word to your mother. Go get McSweeney's. Thirty-three. Go get them all. All right. That's enough. What is Who's Chris up? <laughs> Who's up? Um, I'm gonna throw a trifecta at you. That's, oh shit! That means three. Oh, bring it, son. Three. He's true. It, it is a trifecta with the same name. Um, have you all been watching Human Target on Fox? No, no. I have not, unfortunately, no. David? Oh, my God. I'm watching Cake Boss. I know that. <laughs> oh, dude. I love the no. Cake Boss. No, I can't stand TLC. Fucking taking shows from Food Network and making whole programs out Stop. of it. Stop. Don't, don't be still nod. To be fair to David, he did talk about uh, Human Target and his feelings on it. Uh, yes, he did on two his episodes tweets. ago. Yeah, so no, even on the show. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah, on the show. Yeah. That's, that's all right. I can see that's how right. Mark. Right. Right. Hey, hey, Dap. Remember which co-host remembered what you said, buddy? I know, buddy. I know. <laughs> what did you I say? I was so many podcasts. It was. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah. And how many are you on? <laughs> the one he's on. That's that's gold, uh, Chris. I mentioned gold. I mentioned that it, it was downtime. I think. Oh, that was the that was the Chai McBride comment where I was right, like, yeah. "It's Chai McBride." Yeah. Um, the only reason I bring it up, I'm loving the TV show, but I I picked up the Peter Milligan and uh, was it? Uh, I'm not. I have it on already. Yeah, the the oh, I don't know the artist's name. It's only a six issue series, right? What's well, uh, Javier Polito did one and Edvin Blukovic. Blukovic, yeah. Uh, uh, Really good, like, re- really, really good. I mean, it's it's Vertigo. Uh, uh, Jace, we were talking about uh, Hundred Bullets earlier. If you're mm-hmm. a fan of you know Hundred Bullets, this is uh, not not nearly as as layered and intense and awesome as Hundred Bullets. But I mean, it's it's a neat it's a neat little story. I'm, I'm it, digging. It. Uh, 
What? Is it based on the television show or the actual no, no, DC no, no, Comics no. character? And, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go there in, in just a second. Okay. No, this is this is the Vertigo series that Pete Milligan did. That was based on the DC Comics character, but they okay. vertigoed it. They vertigoed it up, and I think that the TV show is really kind of based on on this, even though um, it has more of the where he stands in and impersonates the the person who's hired him, right. and that's not really the the concept of the TV show. Um, two thousand and one, Chris, did that come out? Two thousand two. Uh, that sounds about right. Let me uh, look at the Indicia. There's a six issues that that just started. Uh, yeah, this is uh, uh, nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Yeah, okay, okay, David, if if you if you want to cancel your order, I have those. You can have them. The, Silence. Yeah. Silence. Well, well, this is this is the trade. Now it is really good. I'm enjoying it, and this is all based on a character that Len Wein created. Correct. Yay, Len Wein and and Carmine Infantino. Yes. Uh, um, Len <laughs> Wein, the, the the new human target. Um. There's a new Human Target miniseries. I think it's a six-issue series yes. that is actually based on the TV show. That's what I thought. Okay. And it's being written by Len Wein, and I picked it up this week, and it was not very good. Oh, okay. Oh, snap. It was... <laughs> if you think that the TV show is a copy of the comic book, well, this is a copy of a copy, and... If you know where I'm going, it's like yeah. the the TV show. I mean, the the comic did some really kind of fun things, and the TV show is maybe a step removed from that, and it's just close enough to still be good. But doing a copy of the copy is like, ooh, okay. Well, now you're taking some ridiculous comic book concepts and then filtering them through TV to make them even more ridiculous and then filtering them back through to comics to where the first time around it would have like, made sense. But uh, I'm sorry, the comic book the comic book reading audience, I think, has gotten a little bit more sophisticated than the story that we're getting in in Human Target, uh, the the wow. new the new series. So it's just like really, really this wow. it it, so, it reads it reads like a bad TV plot. Uh, it's not, at least they didn't, uh, at least they didn't uh, copy the, the the they're copying the Mark Valley series, not the Rick Springfield series, right? Huh? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> there's nobody. Does nobody remember? The, the, yeah, I do. Thank you. Okay. I do. Yeah. That Let was me ask like you. Yeah, where, where, where does the one-time ongoing series fit into all this? Is anything being done with that? Remember, there was a human target, um, Vertigo ongoing. I think it lasted maybe twelve issues. Is is that? Uh, I've got that, like volume one. I think that's the mill. Is that the? That, that's what I was just gonna say. Isn't that the Milligan book he's talking about? I remember yeah. the first couple issues did with uh, dealt with the nine eleven. And the uh, oh, one, I one, remember reading yeah, about it, one specifically it. one see one scene they had him and there was just flakes of skin falling down like snow. Lovely. That that was a vi- no, it was a very it was no, very know, strong image though. Yeah, and uh, I I don't we have to look into that. I don't okay. know if that was Milligan, but yeah. So there's there's been a ton of Human Target uh, yeah. series yes. and minis but, and. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm 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 really enjoying the the first Vertigo trade for this, the the mm-hmm. the the new miniseries that is obviously capitalizing on the TV yeah. show, not not so good. And 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 Lynn, I love Len Wein's 
work. It, it, this is probably, I, it's pretty obvious that they're just trying to capitalize on the TV show. Yeah. But I also love the TV show. So now, okay, now here's, here's, and, and, and I'll, I'll occasionally talk to on, on Twitter or, or Buzz with, with Paul French, Toon Geek, uh, and, and, mm-hmm. and Mike Myers and his wife and, and my prom, I watch, I don't watch a lot of television, especially <laughs> prime time first run television i usually have it on 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 food network for the most part is background noise but like when it comes to like stuff on on prime time like abc or fox or something i don't watch much so i do set the dvr for human target i do watch it on the weekends i think it is a solid show but there are things that happen in it that i just it kind of takes me out if it was if it was a mediocre show these things probably wouldn't phase me but because it's such a good show with the fight scenes and the acting and, and yes, even she McBride and, and everything is, mm-hmm. is, is enjoyable. And then they do some stuff that's just completely, it, it, they, there was an so episode comic book. where it's not even comic book. It's just, <laughs> it's absolute, I'm, I'm dumbfounded because they're escaping the Russian embassy. They're on a motorcycle chasing yeah, an FBI yeah. agent. She's wearing a dress. She's wearing, she's that's wearing been the worst gown. moment in the series. I agree. She, she, she's wearing a formal gown with, with sensible flat shoes. So, so it's not even, so that, that would be a giveaway if you're, if you're looking to see who might be a secret agent. They escape on a motorcycle. <laughs> they fly off. They, they hit a car, fly off the motorcycle, land on the grass. Neither one of them scratched or scuffed up. They, they try to, they then climb a wall to escape the embassy and these armed guards are shooting at them and they're not climbing the wall very quickly. It's like all of a sudden the stormtroopers came down and are now firing on, on, on chase. <laughs> it was on a terrible chase. scene. It was a terrible and, scene. And, and last week with the, um, in the car when he's fighting the guy in the car and I'm trying to figure out how the hell is the car accelerating? You, you can't tell me cruise control because it's stop and go traffic. In, in the city and it's just so so that's the little thing otherwise I'd enjoy this so much more if these little things didn't pop up and be like how is that happening oh, you know dude, what dude. I, I think those I'm, I, I think that I'm, I think that the, char- the character moments are there I think they're building they're building a larger story I think that is the kind of stuff that they can iron out in that series and it will be fine oh, if, yeah. it was, if it was if the flaws were in other parts of the show, I would be much more concerned. But the act, the action sequences being kind of messed up, I I can overlook that. You know, I watched a lot of Doctor Who growing up. <laughs> Yay! I, I can I can I can look past right, a lot right. of special effects, man. Yeah. No, I mean everybody does a great job, and I I think the show. I mean I mean between Mark Valley and 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 she McBride and and of course Jack Earl Haley. I mean they they all do. Great stuff. Yeah. Well, oh, Rorsch- as- Rorschach's in it. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Oh, yeah. As far as uh, being able to avoid uh, being able to avoid uh, wonky special effects, Chris, uh, it's a given for you because you're a Doctor Who fan. So I mean, stop. Any Who oh, fan has to be any Who fan has to be willing to uh, you, go good. You special always effects. shit on the Time Lord. That's not right. To. It's not right. It's his thing, man. Hey, man. I was watching. I was watching some old Key to Time episodes the other oh, day. Oh, that's oh, wonderful. The, name stuff. Of the thing he flies around in the dildick? Is that what it's called? Oh, oh no. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, listen here, mother. How long did you prepare I, that one for? I, I will, I will, give you, I will give you rope on something. You start fucking with the doctor, I'm gonna get really fucking pissed off. Good it deal, is the Dick. TARDIS, and it stands for time and relative dimensions in space, motherfucker. Leave, leave Chris alone. I will back, I will back Chris up and say, 
Oh. In, in in my little world, Doctor Who carries much more weight than Star Trek. Oh, much. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it, oh yeah. it's it's a better written show. Wow. The characters are. Oh yeah, yeah. Which which Star Trek? Any of them. Uh, I don't know. No, even the original Doctor Who said, is no, the, the original. Shit. I, can, I can I can understand the original because some of the stories in the original three years were yeah. kind of out there. So I can I can give you Doctor Who being better that than well, yeah. that. But when it comes to some of the later episodes of the Next Generation, after Wesley saved the damn ship every fucking week, Preach. or, or, or no, no. Deep Space Nine, I don't know. No, Just no. Do- Doctor Who's much more intimate, and the possibilities were so much more. Uh, complex with that show than, than Star Trek. Well, as as Mike much. Norton said, it's easy to have possibilities when scenes are filmed in a big white room. That's Mike Norton. That's Mike Norton. It's an incredible amount of imagination world. That they Next Generation, that. you're right. Next Generation had Jordy and uh, who's the guy that saved all the... Uh, who you just said his name? Wesley. Will, Will Wheaton, Wesley. Doctor Who has canine. Robotic dog, dude, and Daleks. Come on. It doesn't get cooler than that. It dude, doesn't. Hey, this is all I got to say, and Vince is going to back me up. You bet. Rom- Romana. Oh, my God. I'm just getting all gushy thinking about her. Aww. I Which like the, Brunette the, Blonde. The Blonde. That little dimple. Oh, come on. And the Brunette I, was good, too. I, I was a fan of the Brunette Romana. Yeah. And yeah. Then, you know, um, Mary Tam. Right? Blonde, Blonde Romana and uh, Tom Baker married in real life for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine that. Jelly yeah, Baby? I, no, I, I, I was... What's <laughs> Tom Baker doing these days, I wonder? I mean, is he still acting? I don't know. I'm, I'm not being facetious. I'm being uh, the last thing I've seen him in was a Sinbad movie. What was it? Sinbad in the Eye of the Tiger? Oh, yeah, wow. Was long, was long wow, really? Jeez. Yeah, a long time ago. Yikes. Yeah, I saw him... Not, eh, it wasn't too long ago. But, yeah, I think he's still, still around and kicking. And doing yeah. well. He's not my doctor, though. You a Davidson fan? Nope. John Pertwee. 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 Master. Of course. Of course. Yes. I don't know. I, I, I like Pertwee. The problem with the Pertwee era is that, and Jason uh, will laugh at this, that's whenever the budgets got cut. And, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, but they, they, anyway. you have to admit, they, they <laughs> made I, I, do. They made do with what they had. Yeah. So, and, some and of those so, episodes so, are like, very night, creepy. Night, but this is the funny thing, is that the budgets got cut, but the actual production values got better because they just did all the episodes. They In the story, they grounded him in England. Right. So all, cool. all the stories were in, like, modern-day England. Awesome. All right, serious of- question. This is a serious question because I'm giving you shit. I knew, it would, I would, knew it would be good for a laugh. I have not watched any modern version of Doctor Who even for a second. So I, I'm, I'm quite quite literally talking out of my ass on this. I just poking a little fun. But let me ask you, though, since we're talking about it. Um, much like looking at the most recent incarnation of Battlestar Galactica, comparing it to the original, you know, effects-wise, or, you know, any modern remake being... Are the new Doctor Who shows modern, up-to-snuff special effects, or are they also still sort of... I mean, it's part of the kitsch that it's still... It's they're, still... They're Sci-Fi Channel special effects. Yeah. yeah. Sci-Fi yeah. Channel, okay. So like a Stargate, yeah. Atlantis type of... Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's BBC. They have their own classification yeah. for bad special effects. Um, <laughs> occasionally, they'll do some kind of cool things. But yeah, in general, it's not it's about like their special cuisine. effects. But, but yeah. the new Doctor Who has a special effect that no technician could ever duplicate, and that's Billy Piper. <laughs> Why did I know you were going to go there? Oh, uh, but Jason won't like her because she's she's got a little bit of pudge. 
I think she's 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 not she's not toned. She's not. She has a very voluptuous kind of kind of. Beauty. Oh, I'm looking at her on the IMDb. She's plenty hot. Oh yeah, and she oh, did yeah. that. What is that? Diary of a Call Girl for Showtime. Yeah, yeah. Mama, let's talk about See, comics. I, I, can, I can get behind her. Uh, quite uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> she's all right. Now she's we're being right. now we're being pigs. <laughs> Hey, 11 o'clock comics. This is Selena Hernandez, and I just want to say that it's been great listening to your show. You make my week complete. Wishing you a great week, and keep being awesome. Hugs. Bye. David and I had a little bit of a, a, a meeting of the minds last week. It, it was nice. It was nice. We dovetailed. Our thoughts dovetailed in the same direction. It was really cool. Uh, I forget who it was. Somebody Pat posted. Loika. Pat Loika posted a, a a YouTube video. Jesus, you guys really are married, aren't you? We. I love David. Come on. Finishing finishing sentences. Yeah. Happy anniversary. <laughs> it's our it's our wooden anniversary. Hey, um, for uh, American tradition, traditional comics. comics. Yeah, American traditional comics, uh, helmed by one Benjamin Mara. The guy publishes, writes, draws his own comics, and we took a look at him and said, "This may be something that we're interested." Uh, Frank Santoro, one of the guys behind the Comics Comics blog, uh, reluctantly, semi-reluctantly, sang the praises of of these comics a couple months ago, and they stuck in in me head, me Gulliver. And David, when when Pat and then David was excited about them, I thought, well, let's pull the trigger. You could get all of his publishing output. What was it? Three issues of a comic called Night Business, mm-hmm. and one issue of the unfortunate. Unfortun- <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Hold on. Is this the one that's floating around on on the the YouTube? <laughs> The, the, with the dude, yeah, with the dude, the, 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 the guy, the guy, in Cleveland walking yes. along the the, po- the poison lake, talking about, you know, this is how we do comics. <laughs> but, yeah. it, but it's, I don't know if it's tongue in cheek or we if are not in- talking about these comics right now, are we? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Oh, we are shit, you're kidding me. No, they're the, they're very good. But I mean, oh, in spa- no, listen, I'll give you the I'll give you the the pitch for night business. And then I'll let David take it for the gangster rap posse oh, because no. there's a lot of words I don't want coming out of my mouth. I say them. Listen, just listen to pitch for night business. It sounds like I don't want to. No, it's it, there's this mysterious masked assailant running around the seedy black alleys of of, of the city, killing exotic no, killing exotic dancers. Stabbing, and he's he's got the old the traditional uh, ski mask made out of leather he leather wants jacket. To stab a I don't know, but you know, tough guy Johnny Timothy, half owner of the Glitz Glam Exotic Talent Agency, ain't having it. He, no, no, no way. He ain't. No, especially after one of his favorite girls, Cokehead Jazzy, gets gets. Ooh, nice. no, I'm not, I'm not making this up. Get, she gets fricasseed, so he he sets out to nab himself a killer. But unfortunately for chastity, aspiring ballet dancer, come stripper, come love interest, Johnny's pretty ineffectual. Resulting in the leggy blonde headlining the intensive care ward after being stabbed, disfigured, and left for dead by the killer. But that's not enough to keep this girl down. 
head bandaged like Claude Rains in The Invisible Man. She puts on, uh, no, she, she blows the joint, leaves the intensive care room, and hitches a ride home where she encounters a gun-toting rapist who manages to get the jump. She manages to get the jump on her, and she mutilates him with a shard of glass. So, traumatic experience for the stripper. What does she do? She dresses in lingerie, her head still bandaged up, all sexy-like, heads out on the rapist's motorcycle and embarks on a new profession, avenging angel of sleazy ladies in distress. Nice! <laughs> yeah. But what about Johnny? Yeah, Uncle Enzo, mob boss, he doesn't cotton to losing his cuties either, so he provides Johnny with a scrubbed rod, which means a, a gun without the serial numbers, and... He scrubbed his rod, and he gives him a bottle of super strength pills with Just very one. no with very specific uh, prescription that he takes Last one. He takes one and only one, and guess what happens? Dun dun dun! David, did you see the influence in these comics? The art? Did you catch it? You know I, it was, who I see. I see Paul Glacey. I knew you were going to say that. It's immediately apparent. You look at the cover, you don't even have to look at the sequentials. It's Paul Glacey with a hint of Steranko. You have these these stark blacks and and harsh, blown-out whites. It's like this chiaroscuro ballet. It's nuts. But there is a problem with the art. Mr. Mara hasn't quite mastered foreshortening. There, there'll be some panels where the arms look like they look like little T Rexes in in, yeah. in 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 gangsta clothes, and their hands, <laughs> their hands, hands, little feet, right, can be kind of small. Oh, really? Their heads are sometimes out of proportion with the bodies, but as I, I, I'll, I'll tap them in the nuts for that. But the sequentials, the pacing, the panel transitions, the rhythm of of the the story, it's spot on. The guy is no slouch as far as sequential art goes. And even if, even if the anatomy, the perspective is off, the art's finished. It's clean. Yeah, you super know, it's, clean. It's not like it's it's scratchy or or I mean, it's got an underground feel to it. But you know, it, it night business. The inside page just says 1983 at night, the city. <laughs> so that's your entire setup, and it nice. really does feel like it's 1983 when I'm reading this thing. Oh, it, tell you're, me exactly. That. You're right. That's Did, what the vibe I got too. Yeah, definitely. Did did Robert Vincent O'Neill write the intro? There's no intro. No. Okay. I don't think. Why does that name sound familiar to me? Mm-hmm. He was the writer of the Angel and Avenging Angel. Movies Avenging the Angel. Ah. Yeah. Oh, well, see, this okay. isn't this this is this isn't like the little high school girl who's a prostitute at night. No, and, and no. This isn't anything like that. Um, Johnny is is primarily. The, the hero. Uh, Chastity, once she starts Chastity. riding around on the motorcycle, you <laughs> in her lingerie, you in her lingerie you, don't, you don't see her face at that point. So nobody knows it's, it's her unless, you know, okay. you know, unless you've been to the strip place. That, that, unless, you go, unless you go to the strip joint where she works and you can tell what tits she has. Because she's oh, all yeah. scarred. Like he slashed up her face, did yeah. a real job on her. And uh, she's like Claudette Rains. She, you, you, you don't know who she is. And there, there's one part where these two guys accost these these ladies and you know throw them on the hood of the car. And it makes he makes a point of like the guy pulls down the girl's top and you see yeah. her boobs and the other one's feeling up her ass. And and she attacks the guys and does this impossible move. Oh where yes. she she jumps 
on the motorcycle. She jumps off a car in air, and the back tire of the motorcycle lands on the guy's head and just smushes it on the pavement. And the girl's like, "Hey, thanks." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, her she she's she's an awesome shot. I mean, for a stripper, she's got unbelievable. Oh yeah. Aim. Well, she's uh, traumatic. She's she's working on on oh, adrenaline. Her adrenaline. She's, that's she's right. wired. Yeah. Um, it's Johnny awesome. Does pop more than 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 one pill, so he doesn't yeah. listen. Uh-huh. But, uh, and and when uh, was it Pimp Donnie? <laughs> when, when he and when he and his boys get a hold of Johnny, and um, and and they're going to torture him because you know you don't you you don't take my woman Crystal or anything like that. Yeah. I they mean, yank they, off his fingernails. Oh my God! Yeah, one by yeah. one, and then they were going to like take I guess I don't know a torch to his eyeballs or something. But because he popped the pills, I'll. He's not going to be bound to no chair no longer. So he's 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 going to make That's sure. Right. He, and 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 I don't know how he was able to avoid the explosion from those boxes that he was standing right next oh, to. Oh, I know. Lo and behold, thank God he did. He gets hit um, by a car. He's all right, you know. And and, and through the whole story, he's got a Michael Jackson Thriller era. Leather yeah, jacket on. Jacket. It's oh, it's straight. It's straight from Thriller, and that that's what makes me wonder. And I said this to David. I don't know if these are tongue in cheek or if Benjamin uh, Mara is playing it straight. If I if I really can't tell. Unintentionally funny. But see, how do you know that? I mean, no. I mean, there's yeah. no. It, After watching the promotional video for, for <laughs> traditional well, comics. I'm going to say unintentionally hilarious. I don't but, see that, but there's well, a... Looking uh, at the promo picture of him on his website, i got to think there's... Some is that the there. one I mean, with the with the coffee cup with and the, the and the, cup the yeah? I mean, he looks like yeah. Galifianakis from uh, from from fucking Hangover. But, but listen uh, to his his bio. In addition to being a deep person, Benjamin Mara, the the, <laughs> yes. the creator, writer, and artist of Night Business, is also an expert on many subjects like arts, sciences, and Hooters. Oh, Mara is also a music expert. Music, in quotes, says Mara, is like one of the most important things in life. You know. Music is like emotion. It's yeah. like pure life. You know what I mean? Below is a collection of songs Mara recommends listening to while reading Night Business. Uh, Golden Earring, When the Lady Smiles, April Wine, I Like to Rock, The Babies, Midnight Rendezvous, Sweet, Love is Like Oxygen was a fantastic song anyway. Uh, Dio, Lover Boy. Yeah. You got some Rat, Motley Crue, Y&T, Zebra. So, and then, that, that's what makes me wonder, like, Mm-hmm. This must be a huge, like it's like an Ed Wood thing, but an intentional yeah. Ed Wood thing. Well, his his bio on the uh, on the website of traditional comics is equally as uh, as obtuse. His art is influenced by important artists who are in museums, like those guys, Picasso and Michelangelo. His personal interests include deep stuff, cultural things, plays, art shows, the mall, sciences, fashion trends, different books, and different kinds of music. He is disinterested in lots of stuff like being insensitive. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, and in, in the in, the inside cover, I know what David's going to say. The inside back cover on the third issue has him his body, his upper torso photoshopped on a stallion. Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> hey, Vince, Vince. Yeah. What? Why is uh, love like oxygen? Because it gets you high. You take too much, and you're going to die. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, the, the, the bio oh, in, in the in the first issue. He's 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 like sitting on on a rooftop 
wearing a blazer with a popped collar on, on his shirt. He's got a football in his right hand. He's got a book open in his left. There's a shovel next to him. Underneath it says about the author, Benjamin Marar is an artist who lives in the city. His obsessions include different colors, classical poetry, <laughs> watching romantic sunsets, and hot chicks. See, hot it's, it, it, I'm telling yeah. you. It, it's a, it's not a guilty pleasure because I'm not guilty for reading these. I don't feel one bit of remorse for buying them. They're awesome. Our pleasure. I'm dying to. I mean, I was so pissed. I thought, I thought maybe this was a mini series, but I get to the end of the third issue and I'm like, uh, what the fuck? Where, I know, where, but and, and you where, know, David, where did you get? Where did you guys procure these comics? You right? can From find their website. yes, traditionalcomics.com. The thing is, he he's very very smart because if you order one issue for like say three bucks, the postage on one issue is like two seventy five. If you sure. order everything he has, it's still the same amount of postage. You can you can you can get all his books for comics Flat rate for, shipping, for, baby. for like eleven dollars. Yeah, I'm gonna it's, get McSweeney's number thirty three. Instead. You have to. No, well, you really can't go wrong there. But and David, if you look at the uh, publication dates of these, the Gangster Rap Posse comic came out after Night Business number three. I hope he hasn't abandoned the story because I want to find out what happens to Johnny. As do I. Um, the no, Chris, it's it's really good. It's awesome. <laughs> I don't Give know. yourself no, actually, over to absolute actually, pleasure. No, um, Night Business number three says copyright twenty ten. Oh, does it really? And Gangster Rap says, uh, yeah, copyright 2009. So, David, See, now, why don't... now, I gotta say, I'm reading the preview right now of the Gangster Rap posse <laughs> that he has, and he has a multi-page preview. I, I don't know if this doesn't cross the line to being, like, like we were talking about how awesome Aphrodisiac was, and how, you know, why is it that, uh, Black right. yeah. it? I gotta say, I don't know, I don't know if, uh, I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a middle-aged white dude, and I and I like gangster rap, and I'm reading these pages, and who I don't know, man. I'd like some of our. Uh, Why do you think I told David to take the gangster rap? To, yeah, that, take a look that, at, yeah. You know what you know what David's gonna say about gangster rap posse? No what? ads. Yeah. Uh, all the it the last the back cover. Is the last page of the issue? So I mean, it's it's all right here. It's two bucks. And it's, it doesn't, and the, it's it doesn't in color have a too. Glossy cover. Well, the, yeah, not the, front the inside. Cover, front cover, back cover, um, is is gray, full gray color. tones interior with gray tones. The 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 art's pretty much the same. The story is kind of out there. I don't know if I, I don't know if may, maybe he was drinking or, or smoking <laughs> one weekend watching CB4. Figured, hey, let me let me make yeah, a comic exactly. book. And uh, I mean. It, the four guys in Gangster Rap Posse, they're like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because instead of instead of everybody instead of everybody having a unique weapon, you can tell them all apart because one dude's got a Kings cap, a Lakers cap, a Raiders cap, and an LA Dodgers cap. Well, um, and so they also like, have you know, their their a unique taste in uh, extracurricular activities too. Like the one with the LA cap likes to smoke pot. Right. You got you got the one with the Kings is is on the rock. Yep. The the other guy is is knocking back forties. It's so. Oh, I, uh, that's what I'm saying. Can this be real? This has to be a joke. I love the uh, I love the scene where they're laying down tracks for for their album that they haven't finished yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then they go out right fresh from recording the album, and they kill some guy. And they kill it. We don't he, need. He got cut off at the. He got, they got cut off on their way to the. Uh, on their way to their to their concert, but it, you know it's it's the Santa Monica Freeway, so everybody's getting shot around there, I guess. Anyway, can uh, I read some of the text? If if you want to, sure. 
I better not. Oh, it's it's I, really I would, bad. I would leave this one to the uh, to the research the professionals. Stuff. Yeah, it's it's just uh, uh, it's, again, it's it's one of the things where like, and I think this is an example of of if you can't tell if it's tongue in cheek, it's probably not that well written. I, I I'm reading this and I'm like, wow, it, but I, it, it could be too well written. Because oh, if you're, if you're, it, <laughs> no, really, reminds me, it so reminds me of, uh, I mean, especially Gangster Rap House more than anything else reminds me of, of Underground Comics with an X. It, it just, it has that. Right. I right. mean, I'm not saying it's, it's R. Crumb or, or Zippy Dependent or anything, but it's, it's just the way, I mean, one of the, what is, what is the difference cops, between this and Spain, the work of Spain? There's not much difference. It's, it's, there's not. I mean, if you do your underground comics history and, and you know Spain, it's, there's stories set in the city with these vile, way out, extreme characterizations of people. That's what this is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we have no backstory. I mean, I don't know if, if maybe Benjamin knows four, four dudes that are in a rap, in, in, in a rap <laughs> gang. I don't know. I you know. So. Does he know a guy named MC Baby Butts or? <laughs> so, well, not anymore because, because he dead. Um, but I mean, you get to the last page, and and the SWAT team shows up, and they're and they're <laughs> arresting everybody, and 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 so this one cop's like, you have the right to remain silent, keep your hands on, and then he's beating them down on the ground. He says, "Stop resisting arrest," and the dude is handcuffed, getting hit in the head with a nightstick, going, "I wasn't," and it's just like it's this one cop just picking on this one dude, and he says, "Stop resisting, I'm arresting you." And the dude's like, "Then arrest me, motherfucker!" But, just but like, did, did did you notice the uh, the cops? One of them is uh, feeling up the girl. Yeah, he's copping a feel as he's arresting her. Um, arrest all these Negroes. And, and they just go in and start blowing. It's it's foul. It's really foul. And my favorite line of the book, right in the beginning when they realize that MC Baby Butts is talking shit about them on his on their CD, the guy looks he looks straight at the viewer and puts on his, his shades and says, Let's go make some dead people. <laughs> nice. Really, but, but, you got to right, check it out. And right when they're ready to do that, that's when they all start lighting up, blunting yep. up, drinking yep. up. So it, it's really foul, but no more foul than than kick ass. Yes, in context, yeah. I mean, when you look at it like that, it, it, seriously, because I mean, I don't know if I'm more upset about. Somebody who I, 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 I presume to be a white dude making gangster rap posse. I think or, that's what or, it is, yeah. Or or am I thrilled to death about Mark Miller making a fictional little what, eight, ten year old girl she's, she's throwing ten. around the C word. So I mean really where yeah. is where's that line? I uh, really like Kick Ass. You know? I haven't right. read it yet, so I I I enjoyed it. I see it for what it is, but I thoroughly enjoyed it i i thought it was a hoot and um it it was really nice to see romita jr be able to just say fuck it and just dive in it was awesome you're right take away romita jr's art on that and uh i'm quoting tom on on this one not a whole lot there um uh, Romita, Romita's art really, really carried the carried the story, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I I enjoyed it. Well worth it. I'm looking forward to uh, getting the uh, deluxe hardcover. I just bought that today, mm-hmm. and I this should, is my. I shall receive it in the mail tomorrow. This is my first experience with it. I'm up to issue six, and I have to agree with you. It's wonderful. Miller keeps proving me wrong. I I, I bust his chops for Fantastic Four, and then he goes and does something like Kick Ass. It's wonderful. I mean, if that word can apply, it, it's it's really good. 
but the thing I I think the thing I like most about it is it it's written in the language of comics. It's it's incredibly meta. It's tied to 1985 that he did. Everything mm-hmm. about it is is centered on comic books. The, the the main characters are comic fans. The dialogue is comic book based. Like they'll bring up you know certain instances where one character is compared to a comic book character or I mean, some of the di- I want to find some of the real good dialogue because this I mean we could have said this yeah well it, it kind of amazes me how well he does American high school students when I mean he he's Scottish and mm-hmm. it seems like he has we know. a really a really do it we know he's Scottish because he took us there in yeah, Fantastic yeah. Four but um no he 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 seems to have a really pretty good voice for american teenage boys it's it's just something i've something i've i've noticed that you know he's he he does that pretty convincing, convincingly in his comics which um i guess you know scottish scottish teenagers are i guess pretty similar to american teenagers asked yeah me. like the, the the one time that um uh, Dave Lazuski meets uh, Big Daddy. He mm-hmm. he says this guy this guy's Frank Castle, you know. So yeah. he he he's a, a steeped in dialed in comic fan just like us, uh, you know. And th- there's some some really good one liners, but goddamn it, I, I haven't written any notes, so I'm not going to be able to pull them out of my ass. I is wanted that, to. Is, is that oh, Tom that, Palmer there. Him in there. Pardon me. Yes, Tom Palmer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and it's gorgeous. I think I love the inking, but I think the secret weapon of this series is Dean White. Yeah. He yeah, works magic with Ramita Jr. The colors are just stupendous. They're mm-hmm. they're so vivid and and there's oh shit, I just spoiled it on myself. What? Damn, oh, I was slipping through it. Oh. Uh, I just saw what was in the briefcase. Son of a bitch. I know. Oh, well. Oh. Okay. Oh well, dumb Vince, dumb. What were you, what were you thinking? I'm you know, stupid. Um, Romina and uh, and Miller have done some pretty awesome stuff before. If you haven't read the uh, the Enemy of the State, the yep. Wolverine, the twelve issue Wolverine series that they did together, it's one of my all time favorite Wolverine stories. And that's saying a lot because there have been some good Wolverine stories out there. Would you, you're Mister, you're you're Mister Wolverine aficionado. How how does uh, Enemy of the State stack up for you? Way up there. Um, I yeah, it's it's it. And actually, I just reread that uh, maybe a year ago because um, I had bought the the trades, um, and uh, it, it's still great, man. It's uh, it's in fact, it's definitely one of my favorite JRJR things in recent memory. Um, so yeah, it's real good. A lot of fun. And actually very apropos of the current, you know, because Nick Fury and the whole S.H.I.E.L.D. thing and all that's very much front and center these days. So certainly any newer, newish Marvel fan could read that and, and get a uh, feel feel pretty at home, I would think, too. Cause oh, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I love it that it's a smorgasbord of characters. Yeah. Not only do you get Wolverine, you get guest stars and, and, and even, North Star yeah, and, and Elektra. And, and, yeah. It, had a, uh, it even had a spinoff. Did it? it? Did. Yeah. Really? Yep. It, it did. Irredeemable Ant-Man. Oh, you're oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez, I'm surprised you mentioned that, David. You want to oh, keep that under wraps. Oh, my God. I know. That's kind of like that's kind of like saying that after Mash was a spinoff of Mash. Oh, <laughs> you know we we were talking. I mean, we, it's we, true, we, but it's, it's we, we still well. I didn't like the Jeffersons being a spinoff of All in the Family. I mean, that was where the, the spinoff was. More like it was a good spinoff. Tra- 
Yeah, Trevor John. No, I'm saying that was the best. Yeah, I know. Poor Chris. Trevor John MD there. We we mentioned mentioned, uh, original artwork earlier. I actually own a page out of Irredeemable Ant Man, and I know not to will it to David now. (laughs) Which 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 page do you own? See, that's wrong because it's like. Uh, it's Andy Parks over Phil Hester, but it's Irredeemable Ant Man. So it's like, yeah, I'm not the will. I've got, I've got. I feel uh, about Loeb having show and uh, Art Adams on his books. Oh. It's like, I've got a, a page from the cafeteria fight with a uh, uh, regular Ant Man fighting Irredeemable Ant Man and a bunch of uh, um, oh, that's cafeteria awesome. trays. Oh, it's great. Yeah, that's cool. nice. Yeah, and and, and another dumb, thing, dum 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 Duggan in it. Oh, mm-hmm. you rock. Another thing I like about Kick-Ass is the hyper-violence. It's so neat to see Ramita Jr. do that. <laughs> Cutting heads L- heads, heads getting cut in, in half and arms flying all over. Because for the majority of his career, he's worked on Amazing Spider-Man and mm-hmm. Thor and, and uh, you know X-Men. Daredevil and, and X-Men. Yeah. You don't really get a chance to show heads lopped in half. But He should have it, had a chance to show it in World War Hulk, but apparently you can take no. over a whole city and demolish half of it, not kill anybody, but... Let's let's just not let's not it takes an artist to do let's, that. Let's not talk about World War Hulk. Let's just yeah, the best left the best left the best, the best the less said about World War Hulk the better. Uh, but yeah, Vince, you had mentioned I'm, the uh, uh, the Thor. Uh, they just had a trade come out. The Dan yep. Jurgens yes. JRJR Thor um, worthy pickup. Oh my God! Yes, oh, definitely. Yeah. Next to Daredevil, uh, I I, I think yeah. his Thor run is 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 Ramita Junior's best. How, how's it stack up against the... Um, oh, the he's going to say it, yeah. That's what I was waiting for. Against what? How's it stack up against the, uh, the Simonson run? Um, well, I think, I think that's the a Simonson loaded question. Is, yeah, I mean, I think the Simonson run is still the definitive run, but I but I, I enjoyed it. I thought that... I mean, that's the whole Ragnarok stuff. I mean, that's... The, I, I thought it was good. I mean, I I, yeah. I definitely vividly recall enjoying the, those issues. I mean, and, and there were a lot of different, you know... A lot of years of Thor that I don't seem to recall much about, but that I definitely remember those stories. So that that says something. He pushes all the right buttons. You know, the Destroyer, uh, Gog and Magog are in it, and uh, I think we get Silver Surfer at one point. Yeah, it's it's awesome, and you could tell Jurgens was just geeking out on on being able to write Thor. So it has all the beats of of a great Thor run, and uh, Rubita Junior art. How could you go wrong? And I like I said I think it's Ramita Jr. at pretty close to his peak because he's he's in Kirby's playground and he's making the best okay. of it. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It came out today, I think, the first volume, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, today. Yeah. Got to get it. All right. Yep. You can put it on your shelf and love it and read it every week and save. Vince. Vin- that's right. <laughs> I saw the rest right. of the the assignments and stuff to get through again. Oh, that's not so sure. Good. That's so a pleasure. Good. Yeah. Oh, I know. So, should we call it a day? We're pretty oh. get, getting there pretty close, yeah, unless somebody so. wants to bring something up. Yeah. You're tired. Are you? Yeah, me Thank- too. Me too. Yeah? Yeah, I worked Vince out earlier. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, once you know it. I know. Vince, now Vince is starting to crack okay. a little. Which leaves us bullshitting for the next five minutes. I guess minutes we can't uh, end it right now, yeah. So, I joined the curling club. Pardon? I joined, joined the curling club. But you don't have any hair. Uh, okay, just, just so you know, 
you're officially on the internet saying you joined a curling club. You can never, ever, ever in any conversation with anyone again ever say that you are too busy to do something they need you to do. <laughs> if there's no time to curl, you've got plenty of time to do just about anything else on the earth. <laughs> it's my, my wife my wife and I have decided to uh, to take up curling. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay. Because you're good with so, the room? So you and Marta have joined a curling club? Yes. When 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 did you, you guys when did you the move, Simpsons this week? Didn't you? When did you move to Vancouver and not tell us? There is there there are three curling clubs in Chicago, and we have joined one of them. We're going to curl a couple nights a week. Okay, <laughs> it's it it is. It is I feel like there's a lot of jokes here we're leaving on the table, but hey man, I'm sort of in shock right now. Joke away. I, I'm I'm in. I'm, I'm loving the curling. <laughs> so in, in a few weeks when the when the Olympics are over, are you gonna still we're, curl we're, or yeah, absolutely absolutely we're in. We've been wanting to do it for a while and we went for now, how a, does this compare to say other sports of leisure like bowling or you know, sitting or, in a hammock um, or lawn darts? I mean is this a more or less sport I, I was No, you guys you motherfuckers you know, <laughs> Uh, when our our first our first time going, uh, physically demanding like you would not believe. I am not shitting you. I have you ever tried to have you ever tried to to sweep an entire house? <laughs> now wait, 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 wait. One hundred and forty feet sweeping as fast as you can on ice. I agree with Chris. That takes some kind of effort. Yes, it does. What, what is the? Am I? I'm obviously not staticky. What is no, the entire? Good. Is it like hockey? It's like no. It's it's no. Nah, it's different. You just got to watch it. But I tell you, a lot of fun and really um, uh, uh, social, a uh, big social aspect to it. It's basically like giant that. shuffleboard, right? I mean, you, you can't yeah, really, you can't it, touch it, the puck though, right? You got to yeah, do the yeah, sleepy it, thing. It, 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 yeah, it's like it's like shuffleboard meets bowling meets hockey with yeah, it's it's nuts, but it's a lot of fun and it's a big social drinking aspect to it after. There the you game. go. So, oh, drunk uh, on yeah, ice. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 something it's something for Marta and I to do together, but no, I'm, I I loved it. We went and we were immediately hooked. It was it was so did much you have fun. to buy your own stones or just, did they provide them? No, no, you don't buy the stones, but there are, you know, shoes and brooms no, and that. I thought it was on ice. It is on ice. It is. Oh, so you got to buy skates and stuff. No, 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 it's just special shoes. What? There's no skates? <laughs> no skates, no. Oh. There's, there's one shoe that's kind of normal, <laughs> and the other shoe is a plastic Teflon-coated bottom. Uh, <laughs> Did you get the, those funky-ass shorts that we saw? No. Are you, are you Teflon Don from now on? Is that okay? <laughs> no, I, you, guys, you, guys, you guys fucking laugh. No, we're not laughing. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. How could you throw this out at 11 o'clock at the end of the recording and not expect to laugh about it? Are you kidding me? And then say joke away. Yeah, that's cool. No, I, I will, I will, I will, I will post pictures on the forum and all that stuff. But yeah, it's, what's funny is that on AC for about three years, we've given the uh, Canadians fucking no quarter, like, n- like not a fucking inch. And, uh, and, and here I am, uh, uh, joining a curling club. Embracing so. their past. You, you do eventually become that which you hate. 
Yes, I'm, I'm, embra- I'm embracing my inner Canadian. Nice. Which is funny. You know, it's fucking Fowler is is going to be just <laughs> either. Well, either I got to be, be honest. It's a uh, it, it's it's actually a, a Scottish game originally, so I can't front on it too much. But huh. I maybe, maybe Miller should have put some curling in that issue. Fantastic. <laughs> well, the, the, the Canadians, the Canadians say, yeah, the, the the Scots invented it, but we perfected it. That's what ah. they call. <sighs> Hey, I, I'll let you in on a little one. You guys can use this against me forever. I was a letterman in high school. Okay. You know what, what? I got? You know what I got my letter in? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, marching band. Captain of the bowling team. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I love bowling. Cool. Bowling's there awesome. Bowling is great. You guys actually had bowling as a sport in high school? It is a sport. <laughs> no, I'm saying, but well, we didn't have bowling as a sport. Oh wow. Maybe, maybe you had a backwards, you know. Unprogressive school. We had bowling. We had golfing. We had. Uh, we had golf. Yeah. Yeah, bowling's awesome. I mean, you're yeah, Italian. You like have to bowl. Or anything like that, or was it bowling? Is that? It was bowling. Lacrosse. You <laughs> fucking East Coast. Fucking <laughs> one. 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 Lacrosse. Again. Again. You cannot possibly <laughs> have a chance of making fun of lacrosse in a in a in a stanza of conversation where you just said you joined a curling league. I mean, honestly, <laughs> you just said, "Yeah, I just got done my." My uh, my open fist rugby uh, tournament. Then I'd be like, all right, you can make fun of lacrosse. But I mean, lacrosse is a uh, is a uh, not only a cultural sport, but it's a very uh, manly sport as well. And, yeah. and, it's, and but, but, it's only, it, but they only they only play it in four states, Jason. Yeah, but yeah, the important ones. Lacrosse, you can go the it's true, but you know where they play lacrosse at all the best colleges in America. So. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, so you. This is weird. Well, I'm there. You know, well, since I, I, like 98 percent of the other people that actually would deign to rank colleges, I mean, it's like, I was like I mean, yeah, I'm, there might be some people that object, but I mean, I don't. Jason, I love. I you, will. Go, I will go up to Northwestern and ask them about their old cross team. I, I love Jason. He, he gets my ultimate respect because even when he's talking shit with a buddy, he can use Dane in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's awesome. Does Notre Dame have a lacrosse team? Oh, yeah, definitely. Sure. Do I'm going to have to check. Yeah, I'm I, sure. I didn't know if that would be tolerated here in the Midwest. We got it. You know what? For C2E2, we got to take a little bit of time and go bowling. Let's go bowling. You know what I? You know what I miss? Chance of me doing that, by the way. After when I when you I lived bowl? in Massachusetts, I I, I my wife is in a bowling league and I detest bowling. Oh, I'll tell you what. Well, I'll it takes if, precision. I'll see if I I see if I can get y'all up to uh, the Chicago Curling Club. We can make a foursome. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this episode of Eleven O'clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Go there. Receive huge discounts. Look into the um, Summit City Comic Con. And while you're there, check out the books from Picture Box and Steve Ditko, all at amazing discounts. Yeah, Swedish Invasion is coming as well. I, I know. I know. I couldn't get them all, but I wanted to. Oh. And who else were we brought to these wonderful people by? Booze. And? And Cadence Comic Art. Yep. What did they do? For the people who joined us late, <laughs> go back they, and rewind the damn episode. No. Seriously, people, they, uh, they they sell awesome original artwork from a host of uh, both current and prior uh, creators, including Mr. Sean Murphy, uh, whose Joe the Barbarian pages are on the site to coincide with the uh, second issue hitting the stands today. So nice! I just had a brilliant idea. 
but I'm not going to I'm not going to give it out because someone will steal it. I'll tell you about oh. it later. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And while you're at it, mm-hmm. uh, do yourself a huge, uh, amazing favor and read the Incredible Hercules. Ooh, nice one. Yeah, because <laughs> wrong with that. Big doings in this issue that came out today. Big doings. So forty-one. It's the end of the uh, Assault on Olympus storyline. Is it? Yeah, yeah nice. Bada boom. Respect. Lesbian kiss in there, too. Well, oh, you can never go wrong with that. I'm telling you. I saw tongue. Although, did you see the solicits for the what's going to happen with that book? Yeah. That's why I'm not saying anything. Yeah, okay. Keep it on the down low with All the right. bros. What, they're going to ruin it? No. No. The, no Van Lenty is not, and Pack are not capable of ruining it. true. Anything. I would agree with that, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, listen to oh my god curling weekly <laughs> my new podcast Vince, it'll curl your toes Chicago curl all the crazy fucking bullshit you bring up on this show oh my god I'm so with you on this curling I would do it because you know what it, it's very it's personal it's idiosyncratic you are the curling dude now and who else in comic <laughs> podcasting is the curling dude that's wonderful I'm not giving you shit Listen, I gotta do a little self, self-promotion. Listen to, um, the last episode of iFanboy Don't Miss. Yep. I had a, a very nice conversation with Sterling Gates and Jamal Eigel, whose artwork you can buy at Cadence Comic Art. See, it's all connected. Bam. Um, about, uh, Supergirl number 50. And I have, uh, pretty, pretty, yeah, I've pretty much decided that out of all of the Superman family books, Supergirl is the one I'm enjoying the most. I really, really, Ooh. really like it. Because it actually the has the character that's in the title in the book. Hey, hey, <laughs> Beast. Thank you very hey. much. He's here all week. Try the veal, tip your waitress. She's full. Um, but yeah, I really am digging Supergirl. And the 50th issue came out today and, uh, uh, pretty amazing stuff. Also with a backup story. By Helen Slater, Slater, right? Yeah. And, and Jake Black, who we talk about the Eagle Moss, uh, wet figures. He writes the, uh, the magazines that those come with. And, uh, it was drawn, the backup story drawn by Cliff Chang. Now, the regular, um, I think, God, what, 40 page regular story, uh, was, uh, Sterling Gates and Jamal Eigel. And awesome stuff. So read Supergirl. With a cover by Michael Turner, yes. Uh, one yes. of the covers, yeah. 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 And it's, uh, yeah. Go, ahead. Mm-hmm. go ahead. No, you go. No, I was going to say, I listened to your show today. Very nice job. And uh, I thought it was a uh, uh, very interesting uh, story behind that Turner cover that uh, I don't want to steal your thunder. So, but uh, interesting no, but stuff. It was um, the the cover for those that, because I've, I've seen some post around the internet that's like, oh, what? Do they just have a closet full of unpublished Michael Turner covers out there? Ah, shut uh, up. Um, the Seriously. cover for Supergirl 50 was, um, uh, Sterling Gates had asked the editors if there were any unpublished mm. Michael Turner covers or any unpublished Michael Turner work out there. <laughs> this means you have to listen to Don't Miss. That's right. It was her it was, yeah, it was a gift that nice. Michael Turner had given to Dan DiDio. Oh, and okay. And Dan DiDio literally pulled it off of his office wall. It was framed and said, we'll talk to the Turner estate and see if we can run this. Oh, but man. Uh, That's um, nice. 
Yeah, and so it was it was a personal gift from Mike Turner to to Didio, this this image of Supergirl, and that's what they use as the fiftieth uh, cover. Since Turner was so uh, instrumental in in bringing the character back, yeah. and, and to all those people who said, "Well, they have a huge you know, warehouse of Turner art," shut your friggin' mouth. Yeah, your yeah. jaded Preach. friggin' mouth. Shut up. Preach. I don't. I don't usually say things like that. You don't. No, I don't. But that's just that. That's rude. That's friggin'. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, t- the, I'm touching the, myself inappropriately. No, the, the, the guy is gone, and you're getting a piece of art from a creator who did his time, produced a lot of work, and a lot of it really well done work. Mm-hmm. Just, just shut up. You got you it. Don't show your intelligence, really. Oh, truth. Yeah. And on that note, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, in your travels, uh, do yourself a favor and pick up uh, Wasteland, written by Anthony Johnston and yes. uh, beautif- beautifully drawn by Christopher Mitten. Um, who Chicago and yeah, and who I got a chance <laughs> to meet at uh, the Winter Curling City Capital. Of the world. <laughs> I was going to say uh, Chicago and, and Curling Champion. <laughs> hey. That's right. It's a uh, it, it, it's a book that um, it's uh, very much it's a dystopian story of a post apocalyptic world. Um, uh, and, uh, it's, it's, it's badass. I, I read it and I realize it's another book that we just don't talk about. And it just, uh, it was in my, uh, in my mind to talk about because I just got in the mail this week, the, uh, beautiful, uh, collected edition. Um, it's called the Wasteland Apocalyptic Edition. And mm-hmm. it's a, a beautiful cloth, red cloth with gold, uh, lettering, a hardcover that Oni did a fantastic job. And it's, um, it's terrific. And the other great thing about this book is you can go to thebigwet.com. And there's a ton of, of, of reference material, back matter, uh, biographies, clues about the universe that they've set up. And it's, it's definitely, you can see that, that this is a, one of those works of, 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 um, of real passion for these guys. I mean, if, if I think if they had it their way, they, this would be a long, you know, long, long running, you know, uh, adventure. So, um, it's, it's definitely worth checking out and, and doesn't get a lot of love. Uh, on the podcast. No, no, yeah. It, when yeah. it first came out, I mean, a lot of people were talking mm-hmm. about it. Is, does the website still have a, a soundtrack list? I assume so. I don't know why that would have okay. taken it away. But, yeah. I really want that uh, first collected edition, the hardcover with the, the slipcase. Yeah, uh, I really yeah. want that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I just got. It. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I'll bet, I'll bet you that Chris will be at C2E2. And his, hey. he sells his art way too cheap. Yeah. Good to hear. You can, you can get Minton pages really, really affordably. Nice. Okay. So, and, yeah. See, we're gonna do it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess. All right. Good night, folks. Um, <laughs> in your travels, if you find yourself in New England, go play candle pin bowling. But while you're at the comic shop, <laughs> uh, you you just made Alan wet. You know that, don't you? Oh my lord! Why? Because you're you're doing the dap. You're witty. Oh, yeah. That's what you call it? I do. No, You're on I point. Do. When, oh, I, when, I, when, I, when I live in Massachusetts, I have, I have a trophy from Candlepin Poland. I oh, love Candlepin. Um, do oh. more. First issue came out today, miniseries. Oh. I know I know. as much as Vince braved about it earlier. Uh, I, 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 Scott Eaton, unfortunately, not inked by John Dell, but still. Mm. Scott Eaton artwork. You don't need to find – you don't need to pass a few issues of Black Panther to get caught up. There's a great recap while – T'Challa is is telling things to uh, to the X Men and T'Challa. Uh, it's 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 really I I really and I'll probably talk about it next week or on Marvel Noise. But no, it it I enjoyed it quite a bit. And and it's and it's all it's like I think it's forty pages. 
and no no backup, no reading checklist. It's nice. all story. So you know damn well I'm going to buy the collected edition. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Of course you are. I have a new feature that I want to kick out right before the end of the show. It's very quick. A lot of people say, well, how come you play those voicemail messages and you never answer them? And we always come back with the retort that we want to go into it on the forum. Here's something specifically designed for our forum. www11 o'clockcomics.com or forum.bulletinspodcast.com. Here's every week, I think one of us should ask a question and let the people on the forum duke it out. Uh, That's cool. And here's my question. Why are there no more giant monster comics? Why? The format is perfect for the genre, yet show me a giant monster comic. Even in the freewheeling, anything goes days of Marvel's Bronze Era, they had Godzilla and Shogun Warriors, and then what? What happened to it? Why don't people do giant monster comics? Steve Niles did one recently, but, uh, you know, where are they? Talk about it on our forum. Why are there no more giant monster comics? Or call talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, I love, I love. Well, come on, you know me. I love the kaiju. I love the giant monsters. Nobody does stories like that anymore. I don't get it. Comics are perfect for that. Why, Chris? Why? I, 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 I don't know. I yeah, have an idea, but cool. I'll, I'll save it for the forum, Vince. Because they hey. don't, because they don't sell. I know that sucks. The numbers. No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm saving my answer for the forum. That's where it belongs. Forum.bulletinspodcast.com. See ya. Everybody say bye-bye. We This is a good episode. I had fun. Bye. Bye-bye. That's <laughs> Yes. That's our hotline number. You can call that and get on our show or the Ill Pickle special by dialing. 206-312-5239. Yeah. You can say anything you want. You can sing anything. You can. Yeah. I mean, we may not play it. I mean, I send it to Vince, but you can do whatever you want. Okay. End this motherfucker. Bye. Bye. Go curl. Curl in where you fit in. <laughs>